Blog Talk Radio. Texas, uh, 
the Texas area. I mean, you know, uh, listen, and even if you're out of town, I would tell you she is worth the travel because she's, I mean, she's so comfortable, it's so comfortable to do such a sexy shoot around her. And listen, it doesn't matter your size. Okay, let me tell you, I have been losing a lot of weight. Oh, and I got to tell you about my doctor. I'll tell you about my doctor's report, too. My doctor was, like, so proud, like, me losing the weight, how I'm losing the weight. I'm still a plus-size girl, but, you know, I felt like I needed to do something to really, like, boost myself again, you know, boost my confidence, bring back, you know, because I feel like the 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 24-year-old, I don't know if it's a 24-year-old, the 24, 26-year-old me is fighting with the 48-year-old me. It's like, you know what? You need to put a little bit of us in there. <laughs> you need to infuse a little bit of your youth back. And so I feel like that is what I've been doing. You know, I feel like I'm going through midlife rejuve- rejuvenation, renewal, midlife renewal. And so I wouldn't call it midlife crisis. I call it midlife renewal. It's only a crisis when you look at everything and you go, oh, you know what, I don't know what to do. But when you decide you're going to renew yourself, it becomes something different, okay? And so I feel like, you know, at the middle of my life I want to do something that makes me feel beautiful and sexy again, and I've been losing this weight. I'm not where I want to be, but I've been losing my weight, and I really i am proud of myself, and I like my body, <laughs> right? So I feel like, you know, I wanted to do a shoot that just, you know, shows that. And Nivea made it so relaxing, so fun. It was it was so comfortable. And, you know, I, we know the corona's out here, the COVID, so she, was, she, she had all the things in place to protect you with uh, COVID. It wouldn't, during the shoot, it was just me and her. And then during the uh, during the stylist who the style the uh, person who did my hair for that day because a lot of you guys were asking me about my hairstyle who follow me on Facebook my hair and everything uh, there's two different things okay the stylist that did my hair that day she just curled and everything but she was also the makeup artist because a lot of y'all asked about that too the makeup was fly right the, the makeup was listen here. I was looking, I, she showed me the picture of myself. I thought I saw my mama. I was like, oh, my God. I realized I stole my mama's whole face. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous makeup. I mean, the makeup, I've never wore eyelashes or anything. I've been just like a simple girl, you know. So I was like, I, it, I really was like, and my grandmother was, my grandmother is an over-the-top glamour chick. She was all when I was growing up. So maybe that's why I was more simplistic. And my mom was kind of too, but my grandmother was really the glamorous chick, like heels all the time, everything, So, and wore eyelashes, all that stuff. And I, you know, I didn't really wear it that much. My grandmother always, you know, my grandmother really built my self-esteem because she always said to me, you don't need all that, <laughs> right? But she would, like, when I showed her, the, when I showed uh, her how I was made up, here she goes, when I, I, I FaceTimed her, and she told me, she said, oh, you need to let them show you how to do that all the time. <laughs> So she loved it, right? She loved it. So, uh, yeah, so I loved it. The person who made up my face, her name was uh, Tanya Whitaker, okay? And I put on my Facebook page how people could get in touch with her. She's in DFW area. Uh, I think it's called Diva Transformations. And she also does T-shirts and stuff like that. Uh, Nivia Hansen, I put her information if you're interested in a boudoir shoot, even if you're going, if you live out of town, okay? You know, I, she she does all the protective measures and everything for COVID. Everything she's she's really good. She and it was a really fun photo shoot. Okay, it was so 
dope. I had a great time, okay? I felt really sexy. I did some sexy pictures. Listen here. I was a hot mama. <laughs> I should have been a video mix- mixing. somebody's video. I've been I've been trying to uh, parade myself to be the first plus size girl to do a Maxwell video. Maxwell hit me up. Let me do a plus size girl. You need a plus size girl. You got dark light, everything. You need a plus size chick in your video. <laughs> oh my God, does anybody do videos anymore though? Does anybody really do them? <laughs> There's some people who still do videos every now and then. You know, you can tell I'm old school because like the 90s, you know, you got the 90s um video thing or what I, I don't know if people people do videos but not like they used to like I miss the old video shows I do I really do but yeah so it was great you guys I had a really fun experience okay and it was what was so great about it is that she lets you bring like a suitcase full of clothes if you can't figure it out she helps you she walks through walks you through the process she's really good I mean and I mean and I, I mean, I just was, I loved her story. So I'm going to really actually have her on here soon so she could tell you guys about what she, her story is great about what she does and how she she got to start, she started getting into photography. So it's really an interesting story. You know, I be interviewing everybody I meet. <laughs> so I had a great discussion with her about all of that. So I can't, she's a Scorpio too. See, a scar- you don't want, you know what you want your you want a Scorpio to do a boudoir shoot, okay? You want a Scorpio, okay? Because they know how to make you look sexy, Scorpios, <laughs> right? So really, it was I had a really really great time. So and also uh, shout out to Tanya who did the makeup and everything. She it was she. I mean, I I was like wow. <laughs> I was like whoa whoa like whoa. So I was really, I really loved it. Even though I felt like I, kept, I felt like I looked a little like K Michelle, like a light skinned version of K Michelle. <laughs> but I really still, I, I loved it. I had a great time with the whole thing, and um, yeah, it made me want to get back into makeup and stuff and doing my makeup like I used to do in my twenties and stuff. I used to really go all out in my twenties. I didn't do the eyelash stuff, but I used to go wear the mascara and all that. Dang, I may get back into that. I may do that more again, you know. But it was it was it was really a really great experience, and it's something that it's worth. Listen, I know boudoir shoots can be a little pricey for some people and everything, but they have so many things. They have payment plans, all kind of things out there that you can do to uh, get to to have it done. Okay, you can you can pay before weeks before if you're doing it months before everything. I know Nivea does. She has a lot of ways that you can uh, uh, you can you know you can do your shoot and invest in yourself. And I can't tell women enough. I mean, you know whether it's a gift to your spouse or a boyfriend. You know, I won't be giving a boyfriend a boo. Child, no. <laughs> Right, because, you know, there's too much stuff out here. Even though, oh, let me, I, I forgot to tell you guys this part. I'll get to it in a minute. But you, there's a number of reasons you should invest in yourself, even if it's a gift for yourself. Like some women, you know, put the pictures up in their bathroom and stuff like that. Let me tell you something. I should. That, that, I'm, I'm proud of mine. You know, listen, I was telling her, she was talking about when we were there, she, I was her like a guinea pig for her. Her first time she went live. 
So, like, it's, and it's only in her personal Facebook group, so women won't be afraid. But I'm not scared of that being out there. That don't scare me. I don't scare, I'm not, I don't scare very easily. <laughs> so that was so, you know, I've learned to be so much more confident in myself and my body within the last couple of years, you know. So I'm getting there. I'm not totally where I want to be, but I'm getting there. So I did, for me, those those bold steps, she did a Facebook Live, you know, where you kind of see me in the background with some of my lingerie on and stuff but you know what I didn't care about that I did not really care I was glad to be the first and it was fun like we're you know walking women through the process of not being afraid of having a sexy shoot no matter what your size or or, or anything and I, I know one of um, uh, my Facebook friend Debbie she was talking to me about it on, on Facebook and I was like go ahead and do it you ain't got to wait for it to get perfect just do it and it's so fun. It makes you feel so good about yourself. So I just want to encourage the ladies out there. Maybe you want to do it for Valentine's Day gift, or you want to do it for yourself, or uh, whatever coming up, or Christmas gift for yourself. For me, it was a birthday gift for Ma. <laughs> okay, it was a gift for myself. But whatever you want to uh, do, I, I, I tell you, it's really an empowering uh empowering uh thing i really do i really think it helps the self-esteem and it helps you feel so good about yourself no matter your size your height or whatever you know what i'm saying you feel really good about you you know i didn't listen i'm gonna tell you you know one of my biggest things i hate i hate my cellulite right i'm like god i guess you know and a lot of women have problems with cellulite right <laughs> oh my god it's the worst it's the worst but you know what? I felt like I didn't, I didn't even think about it. The first time, I just really did not even think about it. I really didn't. And I was just not, I just felt really good. I really felt sexy in doing the shoot. So, today, what is my it's a word? Because you know I'm coming to it, right? You kind of were listening to it already, okay? So, every if you're new listening to this show, every week I give a, it's a word. And that's a motivational uh, word for you guys to take throughout the week for yourself, something that I learned this week and everything. So, one of the things I said to myself is that 48 is going to be bold, honey. <laughs> so, right? So, I am definitely going to be – there's a thing in um, – if people, for those of you who know about tarot cards, there's a card called the Queen of Wands card, and I feel like I'm, I'm the Queen of Wands right now, right? I'm in my Queen of Wands energy, and so uh, my quote for you guys this week, okay? I said it's gonna be bold, honey. Uh, here's my quote. I love this. It says, "Whatever you do or dream, you can do. Begin it. Boldness has genius and power." and magic in it, Joan Von Gogh, okay? That's who the quote is from, okay? So the moment that you decide to be bold about anything in your life, it, it just starts to resonate throughout your life. It starts to uh, move throughout other areas of your life. So I want to encourage you today, no matter where you're at in life, whether you're younger, you're older, in between or older, older, be bold. Be bold. Do something outside of your comfort zone. Do something that um, 
and we talked about comfort zones last week, okay? But do something that you, that uh, makes you uh, have more confidence in who you are. This week, and I went to. Um, it's so funny because I love having conversations with people that I when I when I go to different things and stuff. And when I was doing the bikini racks, right? The the lady had on her wall painted on her wall, and I I think I have this quote somewhere on my Instagram too. But she had on there, "Be your own kind of beautiful," and she was telling me where she why she decided to put that up. She said because so many young girls come in there, and she says not the older girls. She said it's so many young girls that come in that are so like body conscious. They're she said they're explaining to her before they get undressed. You know, I may have a little bit of this, or I may have a little bit of that. She's like, no. Oh, you're beautiful. Just be your, you know, be who you are. Be yourself and everything, you know. And 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 it, because and we were talking about it because so many times. And listen, I'm not against plastic surgery. I'm not a person against. Listen, hey, okay, I'm not against that. Okay? <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I'm. A, I just don't want people to compare themselves to unrealistic. Uh, goals out here sometimes because a lot of times a lot of these beauty standards we compare ourselves to people who have had work done people who have had you know uh their bodies remade and all these things and a lot of times a lot of younger women are comparing themselves to that but i loved her quote on the wall it was like be your own kind of beautiful be your own kind of beautiful okay be bold be gorgeous be you all right, be you. That is the it's a word. That's it's the word for the week. Be go be bold, be gorgeous, be you. Okay. And whatever whatever that is, whatever however that comes across in the world, just make sure you sell you and be bold and fierce about it, okay? So this year I feel like forty eight is bold. Right? It's bold for me. It's bold. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be bold, right? Because I'm not a bold girl. You know, I'm a I don't know. I can be bold at times when I really want something. But there are times when I'm not. I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm really, my natural state is an introvert. I am an introvert. I was very shy. So I was like 17 or 18. I, I, it took me a long time to get out of my box and start talking. I used to be scared to even talk to people, okay? Y'all wouldn't believe that. You're like, what? <laughs> a lot of we can't tell. But I was, so I, it took me a long time to just begin to the process of, you know, feeling good about myself in that way, even, you know, going out of my teen years. And, and it was so funny because I was quiet in, during, during my, like, junior high and high school years, but I had a lot of friends. I was really popular. And, but it was, you know, I don't really know how it happened. I really, because I was very quiet. I had a, a and then people would get to, a lot of people thought I was stuck up. And then they got to got to know me and said, "Oh, you're not what I thought at all," or something like this. So, so I understand that 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 you can you can hide who you are, like be afraid. But I'm not like that anymore, child. I don't hide who I am. <laughs> I am whatsoever. <laughs> okay, because it took me a long road to get there, and I'm still growing. And this year, I was, because I've been this introvert always in my life. I said, you know what? I figure I need to be more bold. You know, I need to be. I need to come more, come out with it. That's the one thing I think I've been missing. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not uh, being bold when I should, not being assertive when I should. And so that is um, that is something that I I feel like I need to work on right now. So I feel like the boudoir, 
was a very bold move for me. It was a very bold move, and it was one I really enjoyed, and it really did what it was supposed to do, okay? It was worth it for me. It was worth it. So I want to encourage you ladies today, do what's be bold, be uh, be gorgeous, be you, okay? And do something out of your norm, okay? Do something out of your norm and who you are. And that is my it's a word for the week, all right? All right, now. So when we come back, we got to get into the messiness of it all. Is it time to talk politics? Oh, Lord. Obama upset with Trump. He got a lot of nerves. Where he be? Where he come from? Where did y'all emperor come from? Y'all emperor was was hiding to the end of the uh, of the campaign, to the end of the election. Then he started coming out to doing uh, little stuff in certain cities and everything for Joe Biden. Now he's talking a lot of shit. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna listen to what Obama had to say. Okay, and then the weekend's performing at the Super Bowl. Some of y'all be calling him a poor man's Maxwell. Y'all funny. Hilarious. <laughs> I saw some quotes underneath. You know what? Listen, I don't know how they come up with it. He doesn't sound, he doesn't sound anything. First of all, let me just let me correct y'all. He don't sound nothing like Maxwell. But uh, the hair might be just the only thing, okay? But, yeah, I don't know how they come up with the weekend for the Super Bowl. But I know a lot of people like the weekend. I have never been that big on a weekend. I told y'all, I thought he sounded like, uh, what's the dude, the dude that used to sing with Akon? They try to sound like Michael, Michael Jackson, the Indian guy. That's who you reminds me of. That Indian guy that used to perform with Akon. Kind of like a, or B. Howard. For those of you, Mickey Howard's son, who does kind of Michael Jackson. He's kind of similar to Michael Jackson. But B. Howard is, to me, better than The Weeknd. <laughs> the weekend okay but i like some of the beats to his songs are different but i'm just not you know i don't i don't know why i don't feel it like y'all <laughs> oh so we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna talk about Ticketmaster out here in these streets trying to head towards new world order wants to break hippo laws to get you at concerts yes they do they don't give a shit about the hippo laws okay they want you to have some sort of health card Joe Biden, I'm not seeing your presidency is good. If you are a president, now I, I'm still, I'm not ready to say it yet because I don't know what's gonna happen. Listen here, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, the world has been a strange place. This is 2020, okay? This is 2020. That, and it's the age of Aquarius, okay? Now, I know what the age of Aquarius in 2020 brings. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a right time for truth. I mean, it's like God is, is got the universe set up to where it can produce strange things, okay, including the second term of Donald Trump. I, but but it, it ain't over till January. That's all I tell people. I don't, I'm saying I ain't looking at nothing till January. <laughs> and then when I see the person getting sworn in, I'll be like, all right. Because this has been a really, really strange year. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when we get back. Then we'll go into the interview with Christian Nicole. She should be here. Uh, and we'll talk about her book, her new children's book, and a 
possibly Christmas gift for y'all. Listen, for for me, it's not just good, okay, to just have for uh, kids. It's a great book for adults. I was looking through it last night. I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that. What? What? You know, so that so it's good to for 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 your learning too, okay? So we'll be talking to Christian Nicole and a whole lot more. Meanwhile, we got to start off the music. Uh, listen, I heard this song this morning. I was working out. And I was on the treadmill after I did my workout, morning workout, and this song, I came through my uh, uh, speakers. Let me tell you something, because it's on my, it's on rotation in my, uh, in my music, and I just, it don't, it don't matter how old this song is, it's still a bop, it's still a jam. Evelyn Champagne King, Love Come Down. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, y'all. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
right, that's Coco with Sunshine, FWV's Coco. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I am back, and we are going right into the news. Okay, so Obama rips Trump for not conceding, uh, uh, you know, conceding. I don't think Trump should. I think Trump, Trump, I think you should wait till December. To the electoral college meets. It's 2020. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's some people out here so mad at me right now. <laughs> I don't think he will. You know, Gemini's are extra stubborn. I don't think he's going to do it. And he's got that Sag Moon. Oh no, and that Leo Ascendant. I doubt it. <laughs> he might not concede until like January the 18th. <laughs> Oh my God, and it frightens y'all. It frightens y'all. You know why? Because it's a possibility. I agree with him. Don't bet against him. I have to agree with Donald Trump on this one. Okay, so listen, TMZ.com is reporting. Uh, I, he said, I congratulated Trump in 2016. He can't call Biden. That's because you knew you were leaving. Brock, you knew you were going. You knew it was over. You had eight years of nothing. <laughs> right? You're the reason he's there. The rejection, they they re- people rejected you, Barack. Even though all the celebrities and everything tell you different, and a few delusionals left who love you and the imagery of you. But your politics put a Donald Trump in office. It was you. It was you, Barack. See the Gemini. See the Gemini. Isn't he a Gemini ascendant? He's a Leo. He's. A, I forget what Barack is. But anyway. It was you, Barack. You are the reason that Donald Trump is there right now. Your legacy. They brought him in to rip your legacy apart, whatever little bit of legacy it was. Okay. According to TMZ, it says Barack Obama is reminding the nation he congratulated Donald Trump as soon as he won the election, a courtesy the president's refusing to extend Joe Biden. Well, has Joe really won? Nobody's really... Has anybody really given him the stamp yet? The stamp, you know? It's only been the media. See, let me let me explain about the media. There's this I love this this movie called uh uh what is it? News uh network. The network, right? And in the network there's this part where the 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 person in the movie, the guy, main guy in the movie who is a a broadcaster uh has this uh this speech on his show, and he talks about the television and how TV can just, you know, be, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up for y'all. Oh my God, we could. I know we, we probably let me look it up. It's worth hearing. Okay. Uh, he talks about how TV can make you believe anything. How it can just, it can, it can, it can bring down kings. It can do everything. Now it's the internet today, but TV's still out here too. Okay, so I want to play that part. Let me see if we can get that up, the network. You guys need to hear that part because it's true today, okay? And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's what we're in. The media is spinning the illusion. They're coming hard at him because the illusion is to make you concede. This is why I know Donald Trump still has a chance. This is my personal opinion that I know Donald Trump. If he didn't have a chance, they would be ignoring him. 
it would it, they, they wouldn't even hardly talk, but they keep saying, well, they, they keep trying to insult him, keep trying to get him to concede, keep trying to make him be delusional. I said, oh, he's got a chance. And every day, little by little, they keep changing their language. I pay attention to that kind of thing on the news media, right? So I, I know when they first they were trying to insult him, I said, oh, he has it. You, you can always tell because their thing is to spin the illusion that is done. Okay, so let's listen to this uh, part um, in the network, okay? I want you guys to hear this, okay? Check this out. And that your own lives are unreal. You do 
Whatever the tube tells you, you dress like the tube, you ate like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn all right, that was from the 1976 Network movie. That's how you hear Archie Bunker and stuff like that. Some of y'all are going, who's Archie Bunker? <laughs> oh, it was a sitcom, All in the Family, one of the best sitcoms ever done, ever, ever, ever. That and Sanford and Son, the best, right? Oh, my goodness. So you kids have to, you kiddies have to Google it, okay? I mean, YouTube it, okay? <laughs> Okay, so but this is what I feel about television right now. It is it this is this is I feel like him. I feel like this character right now trying to tell you guys this is why I played that scene from the movie because I feel like this we're in this time, but just we don't just have T V, now we have the internet too. <laughs> okay, so Here's Barack Obama. He's saying the former president ripped Trump for filing, failing to acknowledge Biden's president-elect. So with so much congratulatory, with so much as a congratulatory phone call, well, he doesn't think he won. He thinks he he needs to recount the votes, audit the votes, really. Uh, you know, and um, and that's why he's not uh, congratulating him. In an interview with CBS this morning, telling Gail King, Trump is damaging our democracy with the way he's skewing what's traditionally been peaceful and cordial transfer of power. Obama recalled election night 2016 saying he stayed up until the wee hours of the morning on the phone, uh, a morning to phone Trump and congratulate the president-elect. Obama says he was doing what presidents just do, just as George W. Bush graciously, graciously did during Obama's historic 2008 victory. Now, both of these people weren't going anywhere, okay? They they weren't going, but you only have two terms as president. George W. had two terms. So did Barack Obama. They both finished their two terms. Uh, the reason Hillary didn't even concede that night. Hillary is like, what the fuck? She couldn't believe she lost, okay? So she didn't even concede. I don't think Hillary ever conceded, <laughs> right? And she she did the proper things. She went to, to the courts and everything and had them look over certain places again and stuff like that. This election was very fucking weird, okay? And I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, even though I voted both ways, okay? However, and, and, and you know what, and, and did so for, and voted both ways in this election, okay? I voted for a number of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, and everything on this one. I was mixing up. But let me explain to you uh, 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 something. He, the re, there's never been an election quite like this one. I knew it was fraud that night. I told y'all, but I told y'all it was gonna be fraud three, four months ago. I told you if Hillary Clinton didn't get in there, I told y'all I just know white America. No offense to my white business. I know y'all. Y'all wasn't gonna vote not Hillary, but make Kamala Harris a step away from the VP. Vice presidency, even black people wasn't that into Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. So listen, okay. So I, I, I knew it was gonna be a fraud with the mail. As soon as they said mail in, I said, "Up, oh, here we go." Because you can't put that much. They encouraged a bunch of people to mail in. Uh, but I, don't, I know my people too. I know my people in the hoods all across the United States, except for the older people. The older people will mail them things in. Okay. 
I'm just telling y'all, I know my, my people is not mailing them to be them ballots like that. I'm just telling you right now. now that, y'all, will y'all show up on election day late and shit? Yes. <laughs> and some people are like, you stereotyping. No, I'm not. I know my people. I've been I've been around y'all no, long enough in all these cities to know how y'all how y'all work, okay? And I know this was an unprecedented election, and it was a lot of y'all talking about down ballots, not voting for either people, per, uh, person. It was a lot of y'all talking about not voting at all. Again, it was the same damn thing I saw when Hillary and Trump ran. So I knew Biden. In my personal opinion, Biden didn't have that much support. And in Georgia, you may you want to make me believe that that night. I mean. He was so far ahead in Georgia. By the time I woke up in the morning, they was talking about Joe Biden that caught up just from the Atlanta area alone. Bullshit. Tell you that. And I told my husband that night, I said, Atlanta's going to be the problem. And I'll tell you why. Remember who came up during the riots? Keisha Lance Bottom. Look for that area to be a problem. See, when you see people mysteriously coming up, Stacey Abrams mysteriously came up after she even after she lost that election on some tricky shit, too. Okay, so these people was coming. See, but the, the fix is in. He can't. He he might can't prove it, but he can find. He can what he can prove is he can get an audit for them ballots in those cities to see who if, if some of these people is voting that's dead. If it's dead people voting, if it's people voting two and three times, and it's been all kind of people on talking about fraud. I knew when they was holding the vote because they never have done that before. Networks have never when they start holding and holding. I was like, what the hell? I mean, just go on and name the person. And they were waiting for inner cities. I knew that was some bullshit. And when they suddenly was talking about more Democrats would vote the ballot, because Democrats have never done that before, you know. I didn't believe that, even though Trump was encouraging his people to go out because of voter fraud. I did not, I never believed that most, because the Democrats, I know the crowds you sell to. So I never bought. I never bought that most Democrat people mailed in their ballot. Even who fucked the celebrities and what they were saying, they just out here. They they pay uh, people. I'm talking about. I know real life. I just don't believe it. And it would look like it was all kind of shenanigans happening. Shenanigans. And and listen, Georgia is a place. It, it, it's slowly determined coming Democratic, but it's like Texas. It is not there yet. And proof of that is the Senate runoff. That Senate runoff is proof of that. I don't believe for one damn minute that uh, a Democrat won Georgia uh, or Democrats won those seats, okay? I don't believe it because that's the old, uh, Georgia's a uh, stronghold, just like Texas. It's going to take a few years for that shit to turn, okay? Believe that shit, okay? Believe it. I knew it was some shenanigans. I knew, and you, that whole rust belt up through there, oh, no way. There's no way. There's no damn way that Joe Biden and Kamala won them. I know for sure. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I know is some shenanigans, okay? And it's 2020, and I wouldn't be surprised if he proves those shenanigans, okay? If he doesn't, well, let whoever come in, whoever the hell is going to come in, okay? I don't, you know, y'all, it's bullshit anyway. But let it happen. Now, do I think this is the first time that they possibly cheated? No. Do I think America's uh, elections have always been vulnerable? Yes. Definitely. I don't 
think this is the first time that a president has probably been uh, been his uh, election's been cheated on, even though the press is out here making it like it's an impossibility. Oh, it's an impossibility. No, uh-uh. I, it's not an impossibility with write-in ballots and people counting and shit. Not an impossibility. No election, not even an American election, is above cheating. Now, only reason I believe that Hillary lost the election that she lost, and I knew she was going to lose, because I remember Hillary's ground game from when she ran against Obama. It wasn't shit, okay? She didn't have a great ground game, okay? But them them Republicans always did have a great ground game as far as she won the popular vote, but she didn't know how to win the uh, that that she didn't know how to do her ground game around that Midwest area. And people do people like Carl Rove and others in 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 the Republican Party have been done mastered that shit. They mastered that shit like learned how to win how to win without the popular vote. They mastered that shit under Bush. Okay. So I'm just saying that I knew Hillary was weak in that area, okay? And then nobody likes Hillary, really. You know, that's just real shit, okay? So, you know, Barack, shut up and go climb back and hide again. I mean, we don't really, I don't even really want to see. You did nothing for black people when you was in office. I really don't care what you do now. I don't care if you out here. Maybe go perform. Maybe go hang out with a celebrity. Don't you got a Netflix thing coming out or some shit? You know he he's in the select he's in the news a lot. I'm getting ready to be talking about Barack in a, another few probably after the Christian Nicole. I got more about him talking about how it was the presidency was a stress on his marriage. So he's in he's in this thing a lot today. You know we're gonna be barocking it up. <laughs> y'all emperor. So for y'all who love y'all emperor, gather around. Got a lot to talk about to him. I got one more story for y'all today. Okay, he's he's out here trying to criticize uh, Trump for not uh, for uh, for not uh, conceding. Has he has he should not? He should see if he thinks the votes are. What is it, what are y'all scared of? If you know you got the votes fair and square, ain't nothing to be scared of. Shit, let them recount it. Let them audit them. Nothing to be scared of. Why would you not? If I wouldn't vote, I wouldn't be scared of a damn thing. You have your people down there, I have my people down there, and recount this shit and audit the ones out that didn't do. Because let me tell you something. The one thing, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you this to my Democratic listeners, people who are so in love with Joe Biden. This is from a spiritual standpoint. This doesn't have nothing to do with Barack Obama. I mean, it has nothing to do with uh, 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 Donald Trump or anybody. But every president to me, even if they're illegitimate presidents, even though they're not so great, even if they're not so great, in my personal opinion, this is just my personal spiritual opinion, has a mantle fall over them. Even Donald Trump has it. They have a mantle. Barack Obama had it. I mean, George W. had it. Uh, they have this, This uh, Clinton had it. There's a mantle that falls over them. A lot of you probably was like a, a mantle of authority, even if you don't like, if you didn't like Donald Trump. I don't see it yet over Biden. And it probably could come over him. I don't know. But you don't want to be in that office and you ain't got no authority in it. He going to fuck shit up. I'm just telling you that right now. Said what I said. I don't care. You, I don't care what y'all think, unless he got unless he got it. If he if he got that illegitimate, and I believe there's been some presidents in history that have gotten the presidency illegitimate, and in recent history, in recent history, and you could tell who they were. Just my personal opinion, okay? But I want that's from a spiritual standpoint, and it has nothing to do with parties, okay? Because it could be either party. It could be a bad person, but they'd be an, anointed for the time. 
even if they're bad. Even if they're bad, do you hear me? Even if they're bad, they can still be anointed for the time. I know that's hard for people to believe, okay? But it is what it is, okay? So we'll we'll get more into uh, we'll have some more Obama stuff later on. But he, Obama, go shut shut up, shut up on that. <laughs> let the man go. Let him get it. Let him get his vote on. If he think he got some votes out there, if he think if he think he won, then he then he has a right to uh uh he has a right to kind of come for that, okay? Uh, also in the news, let me talk about uh. Okay, my computer is being really slow today, y'all. So these stories, I'm trying to get y'all these stories up. Okay, why does it want to give me uh? I was gonna talk to y'all about rapper Sean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna I'm not gonna do that just yet. I'm gonna go to uh uh the weekend. Okay, we and Nicole, uh, Christian Nicole will be on in a, a few minutes. Okay, so we'll get the rest of the news afterwards. The weekend's performing at the Super Bowl, are supposed to be performing at the Super Bowl, and my story is coming up really slow right now. So you guys be patient with me. I'm having just a slow time today. Everything slowed down. See, I started talking about Barack Obama's ass, and I start everything starts slowing down. All right, NFL announces the weekend for its Super Bowl halftime. Oh, yawn. Oh, the hit maker who blends R&B. R&B? Where at? <laughs> there is nothing rhythm and blues about the weekend. Please. And cut, this is according to New York Times, and cut the edge Google before, but, uh, at a show that may have to be in to pandemic precautions. Oh, please. The weekend, uh, the Canadian pop star has been chosen to play halftime show at the Super Bowl in Tampa, Florida in February, a performance that may face challenges because of pandemic restrictions, okay? We all grew, grew up watching the uh, world's acts. Uh, biggest acts playing the Super Bowl, and one can only dream of being in the position able Tess Faye, is that his name, who is known professionally as The Weeknd, said in a statement, I'm humbled, honored, and ecstatic to be the center of the infamous stage this year. The selection of the 30-year-old singer is in keeping with the NFL's recent attempts to attract a wider audience by pivoting from classic rock acts dominated by white musicians to artists with large social media followers who are popular with younger fans and people of color. Wait a minute, we are not going to sell the weekend off as fucking R&B. Stop this bullshit. Most of the people that like the weekend are pop artists and large white artists. Who is doing this? Jay-Z, is this you trying to sell him? Because you are the person that's doing, you and Rock Nation is over the uh, half the halftime shows. Are y'all trying to sell this dude off as R&B? I mean, seriously, because you could have went and got real R&B acts. I mean, like, damn, we could have had a... Uh, uh, Maxwell, D'Angelo, uh, Raphael, Sadiq had time and stuff like that. Don't try, or right, Usher or somebody like that. Don't try to sell the weekend off as fucking R&B. Come on. Y'all got to Are you serious? No. The weekend, when I first heard the weekend, I saw a bunch of white kids listening to the weekend. There's some black kids who like certain songs, but the weekend is not, like, he's not R&B. You're not going to do that. I mean, real R&B singers out here, Fighting for their musical lives right now. They at home. They gotta play in the uh, to play the uh, 
play on virtual tours, hope uh, Pika may have to go on versus ass and stuff like that, trying to fight for their lives and finances, and you about to sell this pop star off like he's some got some coke following and some uh 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 and he's some R and B act that people call he is not. Week the weekend was put up by young white kids. Okay, stop. The lies. I'm not going to let you do that to real R&B artists out here. No, 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 no. Shit. We can have more play than a lot of people, okay? His ass been all over the place. His ass has been out there. Now, if real R&B artists got as much play as the weekend's ass did, shit. They be rich by the this is that I don't like that. I, I have to I have to stop that right away. The weekend is not R and B, and he don't got a cult following. He's a very popular artist who's been out there for a minute, and a lot of these uh, it's a lot of kids of non. That's, it's a lot of black kids. It's some, a lot of kids of different cultures like him, but it's mostly a lot of pop pop audiences. You know what I'm saying? The weekend has had what is it five number one hits, including "Can't Feel My Face," oh, produced by uh, in part by Swedish pop mastermind Max Martin and Starboy, created by Daft Punk and French dance rock duo. It will be the second Super Bowl halftime show, produced in part by Jay Z and Rock Nation. See, I told you some bullshit they trying to sell. Quit trying to sell out bullshit, Jay Z. I done told Rock Nation. Rock Nation is so full of shit. I don't know how y'all keep signing to him, too. Y'all keep signing to this full of shit play. But I'm done. I ain't going to talk about Rock Nation. Do what y'all do. Sign the Rock Nation. Sign on. Sign on. Do what you do. Anyway, his soulfulness, soulful uniqueness, and defined new generation of greatness in music artistry. <laughs> the NFL recruited Jay-Z in 2019. Lord have mercy. Uh, I mean, you know, let me stop. Let me just stop. Not did not only did Live Nation kill the local promoter, Live Nation, because Rock Live Nation and Rock Nation, I feel like they cousins. All right, I feel like they cousins. I feel like this is not an accident. This is Nation, Rock Nation, Live Nation. I feel like they, they it's like a cousins, like they cousins or something. You know, and they pay Jay Z a lot of money. I feel like the power behind the throne of Jay Z is really Live Nation. That's my personal opinion. That's Carlotta one on one. Okay, but I just don't get it. I I I I don't get why all these real promoters. There are lots of promoters who do this for a living, who used to do this. But Live Nation killed the promoters. Now they're using the face of Jay Z to look like he's producing a halftime show when it's really they ass. It's really Live Nation. It's re- Live Nation is you. It's you, Live Nation. It's not Jay Z. Jay Z is just the face. Like he was the face of the Brooklyn Nets and all that shit. He's just the face. That's my personal opinion. I don't believe he's producing these halftime shows. I believe it's Rock Nation or I believe it's Live Nation artists. I believe it's Live Nation produ- puppeting Rock Nation. Am I, I, tell me, tell me I'm crazy or not, but I feel like that in my spirit. I feel that in my spirit. Maybe not, but I feel it. I could be wrong. This is just my theory, okay? But I think so. But anyway. I don't like the choice. You're gonna have to have somebody else with this dude. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I see. I used to see his music videos. They weren't that exciting to me. I don't know what the hell to tell y'all. I'm, I, I, I'm not that into the, the weekend. Okay. I hope he does well. 
But you know what? I didn't think, let me tell you somebody I didn't think was going to do good. And he ended up doing awesome. He could have did that shit by himself 20 times. I, cause, because you know what? Because I was thinking about the the Disney Bruno Mars. Remember when Bruno Mars first came out? He was nothing like he is now, right? Nothing, right? And then he flipped that shit. Bruno Mars did that shit. Okay, because Bruno Mars flipped his shit. Like he, he, if he was still the like the, the little boy that used to, I mean, the, when he first came out, my little cousins used to listen to the Disney Channel all the time. <laughs> and Bruno, I used to call Bruno Mars a Disney Disney artist because <laughs> he used to have a lot of songs play on Disney. <laughs> and then he changed the stuff up. He he went back and he started looking at like, for in my opinion, he started looking at uh, Mars Day in the Time videos, and he said, "Shit, let me merge this with my stuff, my style." And there we go. Now we have the new improved Bruno Mars, which I love me some Bruno Mars. But he did that shit at the Super Bowl. He did that. Now, unless Weekend can do something like that, uh, some magic like that, um, they're going to have to bring in somebody else with him, like they did Maroon 5. They had to help, you know. You know what I'm saying. Y'all know. But good luck to Bruno Mars, okay? All right, you guys. When I come back, we're going to be talking to Christian Nicole, and we're going to talk to her about her new book. I'm so excited. Her new children's book, The Rain Africa, okay? So meanwhile, we're going to go on a little bit of break. Why is that a break? See, my stuff is going so slow. What is the deal? I shouldn't have talked about Barack. I talked about Barack now. It's been slowing down. Oh my God! Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be nice to Barack Obama the whole uh, show now. Can I get the speed up? <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going on break. When I get uh, when I get back, we're gonna have Christian Nicole on the line. Meanwhile, we're gonna listen to. Oh, you know what? This I feel like this is my theme song lately. I like this song. You know, I always pick a little theme song. You know, like a like a year every year. I'm so weird like that, and I love this one. It's an old one. I like it, though. Feel my pretty girl swag, pretty girl rap, <laughs> Kerry Hilson and Kanye. I'll be back in a moment, with y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to put your hands up right now. My name is Carrie. I'm so very fly. Oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys wanna marry, looking in my dairy. Hey, you can say, but if you touch it, I'm a fairy. Pretty as a picture, sweeter than a sister. Mad cause I'm cuter than the girl that's with you. I don't gotta talk about it, baby, you can see it. But if you want, I'll be happy to repeat it. My name is
up to date Cause when we cut, I'm razor blader I'm so laser, I'm so major I'm so flavor, I'm so flavor Baby, I should have a clock on Why you get your, you get your pretty girl rock on For all my girls from Atlanta out the Stockholm And they looking like, what the hell you got homes? What you mean, baby girl? I got homes, different cribs I'm feeling fly, fly like a G6 fly. My swag hit on ladies unknowingly. Pleased to meet you. It's a pleasure knowing me. Back when I was ho, I used to pull on with my poetry. Take that yes or no for me. I guarantee she go with me. But the only thing I need to know right now is what a pretty girl like you doing in this part of town. With a city girl swag and a country girl sound. I mean, you demoralize me with your style.
Oh my goodness. So how how have you been? I've been good, just just trying to write and get this book out um, before the holidays. You know what? First of all, I want to say this: the book is so beautifully written and illustrated. It speaks to not only just kids but adults alike. Because I found myself like reading through it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is." Because I, you know, I told you I wanted to buy a couple for some adult, uh, some people. Mm-hmm. I know, and I have some cousins, little cousins, and stuff like that. I wanted to buy it for, and I had a friend I told about them because I think it's good for adults. I was reading through it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I didn't know that. Wow, that's interesting." So I want to know from you. What did you? What was? Your, what made you come up with this? And do you see this as just? It's two questions, kind of. It's like what made mm-hmm. you get? What gave you the idea to do this? And do you see this as a simple tool, not just for children learning, but for adults too? Yeah. So the thing that made me want to do this, um, I've been to sixteen countries in Africa. So just you know, running into tribes, you know, just like walking down the street and you know, seeing someone, you know, getting off the uh, airplane and you know, seeing someone and you know they were part of a particular ethnic group, and realizing that a lot of people will never get to experience this, whether it be they don't want to travel or they don't have the funds to travel. And so I figured that I could be a gateway, especially for a lot of kids, um, just learning about Africa, because a lot of times the first things we think of when we learn about Africa, you know, they show us the Feed the Children commercial, they show us the Hudson. You know, Africa is not all like that. So just trying to be a positive introduction into Africa. And I think this is a tool for people of all ages. You know, you were talking about things that you didn't know Man, there are so many things that are not in the book that I learned, um, you know, just trying to make it concise for, you know, kids to read. So um, it's really a good introduction for people of all ages who don't even know about um, the ethnic groups that are in the book. And you know what? It's To me, what's so amazing, I've talked to people about this, and even some of my friends who are from Africa, I always laugh because I say, you know, when y'all get to America, it's like, you just be you just African, but a lot of people like you know, a lot of people don't understand that Africa is a continent full of how exactly. many over fifty uh, fifty uh, nation, nations, and and people don't really understand that the tribal there there's a they have tribal backgrounds and everything like that. So I love that you have introduced this book so that people can get an understanding of Africa in its full like. It's you know, and it's full, so you can see it is more than just. It's not a country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love exactly. that you. I love this. So why the? I I found the title very interesting. You put <laughs> the rain Africa. Why the title? So I have this whole, and this is it. This is something that started like in my late teens. I have this whole thing about royalty. So a lot of like secretive things that I do, like companies and stuff, they have like a royal background, and so. um the rain was actually supposed to be um, a toy line, and I just couldn't go forward with it because I found out um, the warehouse was in China, and I just found out about a lot of things they were doing to Muslims, and I was like, I just can't go forward with it. So let me try to pivot, you know, as an entrepreneur and, like, figure out how I can do something else. And so I was like, well, how about I call the books The Rain? And the reason why I called them The Rain was because, you know, you're raining over something that's very royal, and a lot of times people don't think of people of African descent as that, and that's very sad because there were kingdoms, empires, you know, yes. in Africa for the longest. Um, so I was like, the rain, like, 
we're about to change how, you know, people of African descent are marketed because that's really all it is, how we're marketed. So it's, it's the rain. It is what it is. And I, I mean everything about it, kings, queens, princesses, chiefs, um, everybody to me of African descent is royal, even um, if they don't think they are because the first people come out of Africa. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know what? And Listen, so many people, like I was saying, misunderstand the continent of Africa. What? And you've been there. You said you've been to 16 countries. That's that's girl. That's impressive. <laughs> that's pretty powerful. And you know, you so you you. What do you see when you come back to America? And you see, what do you see is the one thing that we misunderstand more than anything that we misunderstand about Africa? I think. Um... People in the America, especially of African descent, they misunderstand how basically Africa runs the world. And I say that in the sense of where do you think most of the resources come from, right? So that we have this image in our head that, you know, Africa is some poor country, but you have to think about it. I think you have to be smart about it and understand the psychological effects that are going on. Why would people try so hard to undermine a continent that they get all their resources from, <laughs> like, so they're yeah. something over there for them that they don't want us to have, right? So right, right. <laughs> that is something that I think people have to think about um, and that we don't think about. And you know what? More no no other no other place to me personally has been. Has I often, you know, my thing is for African Americans. I always talk about, you know, how I feel like we're, we we disconnected from from Africa. Even though I think we can know still about mm-hmm. Africa and understand, we've created something different here. But at the same time, I understand that that the slave trade, what it did to Africa, I, you know, what what happened afterwards. And I think sometimes what you you see is a series of attacks come against that continent like so you know that is one of you 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 have to know that is one of the most resourceful places in the world otherwise everybody wouldn't be trying to take it over <laughs> I, I mean they wouldn't have tried to take the lot. people from there <laughs> yes exactly will you say that again so i just and i find that not only were the people not only are the people resourceful now it's still, now you're trying to take the things <laughs> so that's pretty right deep. i love I love that. So, and I love that you give us a reintroduction because uh, to what Africa is, what Africa. So there is, so that we can have a connection back and understanding the continent, you know, now and where it's at and Mm -hmm. what's in the tribes that were that are out of it. So we can have an understanding because sometimes I think people just we don't they we don't understand that particular thing the most. I find that just, just like one of the, we don't understand the resources, that it's tons of resources there, and we don't understand that uh, the people who come out of it and how very different they are on that continent. Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you is what four tribes in your book, <laughs> what four <laughs> tribes, what are your, four, your top four tribes in your book that you found the most, like you were surprised, like you're like, what? So the Kung is the first one, and it's not even pronounced that way. So basically they're a click language. So they're supposed to be a click before I say the Kung, but my tongue just doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, what I found interesting about them, I'll just give you one fact about each of the four that I found interesting. So what I found interesting about the Kung is 
the women walk at least like a mile to go deliver their baby. They deliver the baby by themselves. <laughs> what? I was like, no. Oh, hell I was no. just like, <laughs> I was like, that. I, I that's powerful. I could never like. <laughs> wow. So wait a minute. Could Let me never. get this straight. They walk them out and then they deliver the baby, or how does that? Yes, and then they signal for the other women elders to come and help after that. <gasps> wow. Oh my God. I'm. You know what? I'm in pain just thinking about. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I've never had a child, but I can imagine. I've, I've seen people at birth. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I've never had a child, but I, I <laughs> yes, I, not me, not me. <laughs> yes, that's crazy. Um, Another tribe that interests me was the Fulani. They have a tribe within the tribe. You know, you have tribes within tribes. And um, mm-hmm. the Wuda Bay and the men um, put on a pageant, right? So they're the ones that are in the pageant, and women – um, are judging them to see if they're worthy to be a husband or not based off it. their looks and the way they dance. <laughs> that is so, I love that. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's amazing. And, like, they're, like, hopeful that they get picked by a beautiful woman versus, like, the other way around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I love that one, right? You just make them come across and you pick them. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Pretty empowering for yes. the women. Very. Um, another tribe is the Overbo, and, you know, they're still alive and well down in, like, Nambia and Angola. And one thing that I liked about them, especially when it comes to, you know, the patriarch versus matriarch system is, yeah, you know, they have their husbands, and but it's their husband's duty before each harvest to, like, make sure that bef- that the the ground is good for the women. To plant right so basically what I got from that is okay the men and the women are working but the men does the hard part so the women could then work and then the family reaps together and I took that as yes like I like that like yes. how can I make us better by you starting I finish and then we reap together so <laughs> the husband have to clear the field yes like the husband have to clear the field um, regardless before they start anything and I'm like, Okay, I, I can get with that. I like that. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. Okay, number four. Uh, number four. Man, it's so many, but I would go with the tribe that people don't really talk about, the Bakwa. So the Bakwa they're um for lack of a better word, they're like preemies. So nobody's over five feet. But what okay. I found oh. interesting about this tribe was that um Everyone is called mother. Any woman is called a mother because what they do is they're like a family unit, and kids can wander into different people's houses just whenever they feel at any time. And the um, person, whoever's in the house, like they're going to take care of them, right? So it's like really, like a really a community setting. Like I can go to my homeboy's parents' house and my homegirl's parents' house, and they would feed me you know, clothe me, whatever I need to happen will happen because they really think that, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And that is, like, that's true family right there. That's that's true, like, community. 
I love that. And you know what? One of the things I, I, that I'm taking from even listening to you about the four tribes, it, just being uh, from a, tra- a traditional African-American background, you know, they, they we come, we, we – uh, long when that when the middle passage happened, everything we we didn't know where we were from or where we, you know where most people think west the western part of Africa and stuff like that. Even though that mm-hmm. slavery along that that whole line, but uh, what's interesting is we still carry a lot of those ideas, like 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 some like the village taken care of. You know, we still have some of that that, that some of the things from Af- the continent of Africa. We mm-hmm. still carry them. Uh, down the uh, down the lines, and we even though we don't understand it, you know, we sometimes don't understand where we got it from. That's why I can appreciate something like this, and especially for children to reconnect back and just to understand the world at large. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you understand uh, a continent like Africa. That's just the beginning of understanding uh, the world. So I, I really appreciate you doing this, and not not just for children, but like I said, adults. Too, adults too. But yeah, you're right because you hit on something that I try to do in every tribe. So basically, I try to do something to where the kids can learn like um, morals and ethics and things like that. Like there's one tribe where it's like if you disrespect your elders and you don't listen to their wisdom, then the parents scare them and tell them that they won't be um, buried properly. They will never have a proper funeral. So. You know, I just try to, you know, just put little tidbits in there, like you should be respecting your parents and you should be helping out and you, you know, should be doing this, doing that, having pride, knowing your ancestry, wanting to learn about, you know, your grandparents and your parents and things like that. So I just try to drop little tidbits in, in every story based off how the tribe interacts with, you know, their community. I love that. And my grandmother is probably, if she's listening right now, she's probably saying, I, my grandma used to do that all the time to me. She'd be like, uh, but she quote the Bible. She'd be like, you know, a child that don't listen to his parents won't live out his days. <laughs> you know, so that was a, so you know you. But it's so funny. I'm laughing when you say that tribe does that same thing. I'm like, wow, we we don't realize we we even though we're not con- we're not as connected anymore from in America. We've got become Americanized. We're still very much connected. In some ways, it's, it's DNA. So you can be adopted, and you still can have some of you know never met the, your biological parent, and you know still have some traits. So you know, yes. that's, that's, that's I love it. Out. I love this. I love this, Christian. I love this, and I'm gonna tell you guys, you guys, people who are listening, listen. This is a great, great gift for your children because just to begin to let your kids get a different perspective. Especially if you're black out there, you know, to get a different perspective of who we are in the world and our place in the world and the original continent in which we come from is a beautiful thing. And I'm glad she took the time to write something as beautiful as this. And it's well studied. Listen, I was reading it going, wow. Like, you know, like, (laughs) wow. And it it, it speaks, it's so simple, and it speaks to – to anybody, it's just that's what I love about it, the simplicity of it. I mean, I love that. I love it. So I know you've been working on some other things to go with this book from a music standpoint because Christian is a singer too. So <laughs> I want you to hit on that. Talk to me. Can you talk to me about any of that, or can you can you share? Yeah, some? Uh, uh, I I I can definitely. So along with the book, I mean, we want kids to learn about Africa, but we also want just 
everyone as a whole to learn about Africa. So I'm writing, working on um, an EP called Pan-African Think Tank Volume 1. Basically, there will be four volumes, and each volume will have four songs. Four songs. And in the first volume that will be coming out during Pan-African History Month, I mean, people call it Black History Month, but I want to make sure that we're talking about it, all people of African descent all over the world. Um, so it will be coming out in February, and the first single is called Ghetto, and the song was a, is like a Jamaican feel with like Afro pop and just like really like down home tribal sounds. And we're talking about all the things that people call ghetto that are not ghetto. They're our culture, and then they have the audacity to turn around and do it and try to call it a trend or you know what's next now. And um, I just thought that song was so important just to uplift children because a lot of times growing up it happened with my parents too. They would try to tell me not to do certain things because, oh, you know, society may not like it or, you know, you need to be in a professional setting. And I just wanted to let kids know that, you know, you are professional. Like, your culture is professional. Um, Whatever you want to do, just do it. Like, it comes from the motherland. Like, don't strip yourself from it. So um, that's the first single. And then the other songs, we talk about reparations. Um, We talk about reparations on both ends because a lot of people are knowledgeable about, you know, being sold by people in Africa and also, you know, um, being bought by people in the Americas. And then another song I have called King and basically just uplifting men of African descent, letting them know that, you know, we have your back and we see what you go through. And then the last song is called Love. So it's literally a, a, a paying homage to black love and all the times people say that black people don't love each other and don't want to marry each other. And that's a lie. So <laughs> Those are the four I love songs. that. I love I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited about that. And I know, too, that you were talking about that there was going to be, like, a map or something like that, too. Or what was you telling me? I, I know. Yeah, I remember so it was a poster. And yeah. um, I actually just got the posters in. <laughs> so the posters are available hey. for order. And basically it's for, like, let's say you don't, you know, um, you're not always going to be reading the book or you just want something on your wall just for inspiration. So what I did was I took all 20 tribes and I put them all on a poster. It's super colorful, just something to have, you know, especially for kids of African descent, to have your culture on the wall. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, I come from royalty. And realize that we are all different skin tones. We have different hair. We wear different clothes. But we still are a product of the motherland, and it's okay to, you know, be okay with that. And so um, that's why I did the poster. <laughs> I love this. I love it. So I'm really excited about it. So now, before I want to ask you this, too, because you are a young lady who is doing some really powerful things, I mean, as far as writing books and and you're uh get, you're musically inclined you're you and you've done a lot already, so I want to ask you to, just to say to the a lot of young girls out there there's some young girls who are coming up some old ones like me too, and <laughs> you know what does it take to have the drive to do something like be an author, do your own book, do your own uh publishing house? What did it take for you? um you just have to be. Fearless. When I say fearless, it's like, you know, you have to be able to just push through other people's criticisms and opinions, and um, you have to be okay with hearing the word no so much that you just say forget it and you go do it on your own. Um, you have to be mentally strong and be focused on what you want to do. You have to have a good set of friends around you, no negative vibes or negative people. Um 
Me personally, I, I chose to stay single for a long time. Like I have spats where I stay single so I can just focus on me because being in a relationship is like having another part-time job that I just really didn't want to spend my time on. Um, yeah. So it's just a lot of those things, just just surrounding yourself like with the right people. And I'm not saying right people have to get you in through doors. I'm saying just right people to make sure that, you know, you're mentally sound and you're focused and um you know, write down your dreams and then turn them into goals and then set end dates. Um, just have an ideal of things you want to do. And, like, everything is not – everything you want to do, you're probably not going to do, and that's fine because people change. But um, just stay focused and fearless and, you know, just believe in yourself. I know people say that, and it's so cliche, but you, you'll you be surprised. There are a lot of people who don't believe in themselves. That's true, and that's the one reason why so many dreams don't get done. I know when I when I was your age, if I had the confidence, let me tell you something. If I had your confidence <laughs> and your fearlessness, bro, I would have been. I don't know what I would have been by now. That, I love. That's why I, I look. I tell people I have so many people I look up to. It age doesn't matter to me. That I feel like that are mentors to me or people that I look up to, and you are one of those people. I was like, this young lady is so. Like she's fire. She for real. Look at this. I mean, we had our talk here, and you have you have given me a lot of wisdom in other areas as well. So I mean, you know, it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I'm proud. I am proud. And uh, this book, I cannot say enough. I was so blessed that she gave me my own copy. I was like, oh my goodness. And she gave me a. You, y'all know I'm be I be on Pan Africanism, but uh, you know, Christians Pan African. And that's my girl, and I'm so. I, she gave me a pan African pen. I, I love it too, and I I'm so impressed with this this book. I think it's powerful. I think it's a great gift for your children, for yourself to have in your home. Support this sister. She's doing big things. And Christian, where can they get the book? Where can they get? Yeah, so Everything. you can get the book, um, paperback and hardback. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Nobles, um, bookshop.org. That's the place that people go when they want to support their local bookshops. They usually have it on there as well. Um, you can get it on um, it's another website called S. Scarlet's Web. She's a black-owned um, online bookstore out of New York. She has it as well. Um, you can get it um, on Amazon Kindle, Alberis if you're in Europe. Um, they also have a store in the United States. You can get it direct as well from Pan African Publishing House dot Pan African Publishing dot com. And the thing about it is, it's definitely a collector's item because this is part one out of three. So um, oh. go ahead and start collecting as because part two is yes. North and South America, part three is Asia and Oceania. So just go ahead and start collecting them. <laughs> Okay, you talked. I gotta say this real quick. You said I know you said something about the rain was a toy line. I need mm-hmm. to put a bug in your ear. You need to do a toy. You need to do toy. You need to do a toy line with this. You need to no, do- I really do, but I want a warehouse either in Africa okay. or North America. So I gotta find I that. I, <laughs> I, 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 this would this. I when I when I see, I was like, whoa, that when you because I thought to myself, ooh, a dolls with this would be too great too. Like that really, was the point. <laughs> yeah, I you know have what? the sketches I, and everything. So I love that because I collect. I collect. I'm a big Barbie collector, and I have the Barbies from around the world and stuff like that. I love that. But to have a somebody's original, like a not, you know what I'm saying? Barbie is Mattel. Yeah, when you have an original like that is so dope to me. Oh my goodness, Christian, I would love to see that. I would. I would love to see that. <laughs> I, can, I know you're gonna do it. 
Yes, I will. I will. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> okay, so I want one. The last thing I want you to leave the listeners with is, what is the one reason? What was well, the one thing basically you think that they can take away from your book? The one thing we've talked about a number of things, but from your mm-hmm. point of view, the one thing that you feel. Uh, just pride. Um, a lot of times they don't want us to, they try to say they were savages and, you know, we didn't have culture before, we didn't have history before. Um, but reading this book, you can, if you didn't have the pride before, you can gain it. And if you already have pride, you can gain more pride. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it. I love it. You guys, this is Christian Nicole. Christian, you got to come on again with me. Just you, you come, you know, you can come on. You don't got to come on with just for the show. You can come on and just hang out and do. If you want to talk celebrity gossip with me, you can do it. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I want to invite yes. you. On. I know you're busy though, but you 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 know you can come on anytime. Okay. And this again, it's the Rain Africa. You guys, please support Christian. I'm telling you, she is fire. Okay. I keep telling y'all when. I say something fire, y'all know I'm Okay, thank you so much for coming on, Christian. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. I'll see you too, Debbie. So, yes. <laughs> okay, you have a good one. You said thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. Again, you guys, you heard, if you heard all the places you can go, I know for sure Amazon, she, she said she gave a number of places. But I'm going to get from Christian. Like, Christian, before you go, can you you can send me some links and stuff to that so I can put it up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page and my page. Yes. Where people can go. Okay. So And I already have a link. But, she, yeah, you, she can, you can send me the, some other ones so I can put up there. You guys can have a number of links to go to to get the book. And now she has the posters. And you're going to have a hardback eventually too, aren't you? Oh, the hardback uh, was released for pre-order yesterday, so it's available. Oh, yay! Okay, look at that. Okay, everybody, so there is, this is Christmas. It's Christmas. Great gift. Great gift, okay? All right, you guys, when I come back, we're going to get back into this celebrity gossip. Hopefully, don't nothing slow down. I'm not going to talk about, am I going to talk about Beyonce today? I don't think I'm talking about her, so don't slow my total system down. Be happy, real mad at me out in these streets, okay? So when I come back, we're going to get more into celebrity gossip, celebrity news, all of that stuff, uh, and also uh, some of the news from around the world, the uh, election. I told y'all, don't be sleeping on Donald. I don't know what Donald up to. I don't know if he, he he's adamant that he ain't leaving. You know, when them Geminis be adamant, I'm a little nervous. I, I He might, he probably, I, I'm telling you, I possibly think he could actually pull something out because I think this was a very strange election. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. If you guys are just now tuning in, you just missed the uh, interview with Christian, but remember, this show goes into archives shortly after the show is over, so you can listen to it again. She comes on at the 1230 segment, so make sure you check out the uh, interview if you missed it, okay? Meanwhile, we're going to go into some music, and we're going to play. Uh, I had the person up I was going to play. You know what I be doing? I be messing up. I think I'm going to play somebody, and it, it doesn't. it's not up here anywhere. Where is the song? Hold on, you guys. Okay, we'll just do it. We'll just do. We'll, we'll just throw on anybody. Okay, let's do love for, for philosophy, Jamaica. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment. Okay.
I love me some Luther. Luther's my heart. Luther is never too much. Uh, y'all know that's my favorite. Okay, y'all know Maxwell's my favorite, but Luther is my favorite of all time. Man. I, every time I hear Luther's song, I just be like, I just stop in reverence to Luther because there's nobody did it quite like Luther did it. Luther is like I. I just used to love Luther Vandross concerts. They used to be my shit. Okay, I mean I. I go and see. I just couldn't wait because Luther to me had just the best performance skills. And you know he wasn't doing a lot of like it was a show. Like he had the background singers was dancing and always really good at some point. Give you the itch, right? But. 
he, and he had a number of other people who did music. He's a guy who did sing Love on the Two-Way Street was one of his background singers and stuff like that. But it was just, he was so, like, he was always on point. Like, the songs, the, the songs was in the right order. Like, the, the like he, it was like he was filling the audience. Oh, I miss Luther. <laughs> I always to call out a chat with show. I am Carlotta, and I am back in these streets. Uh, talking to you guys uh, for about celebrity news. I don't actually know because, listen, I don't know what I was getting ready to talk about. I was talking about the weekend. Uh, oh, and, guys, if you missed the Christian Nicole interview, make sure you check it out on the archives directly after the show ends. I'll do, there'll be archive shows that will go, uh, archives through Block Talk that will go up, and you can go back and listen to the show and listen to uh uh, Christian and um, um, Christian and mine talk about her book, The Rain, Africa. Make sure you guys listen. Let me tell you, when I say this book is beautifully done, it really is. Make sure you support her. And, it, and you know, what it's about, the education of it all and stuff like that. You know, I love learning. So, and, you know, and when you can give it to children too to learn and you can learn from it, oh, my God, I love that kind of stuff. So, and we have a young lady, a brilliant young lady who's doing this. And, she's done, you know, she has a number of things coming out with it. So I'm so excited about this project. Definitely, definitely support her, okay? Are we going to talk about Rep- okay, uh, 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 AOC before we talk about uh, uh, Ticketmaster on these, in these streets? Should I talk about AOC first? I don't know. Maybe... We're going to talk about Alexandria today because she's just, Alexandria is a lot, you know? I feel like Alexandria Arcazo uh, 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 is going to, Cortez is going to play herself eventually. I mean, like, <laughs> she's, like, going to Georgia to help 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 them try to win Georgia. And, like, and you would have to cheat if she helps you because she's so far to the left <laughs> that she was scared to shit out of them conservatives in Georgia. <laughs> Well, let's talk about our our, our Kavia AOC, as they call her, out in these streets. And she is causing a ruckus, man. She she not only wants to defund the police. Oh, my God. You know, listen, I understand. I've been talking about on here about um, police brutality, everything like that. It's real. That shit's real. But, listen, you do not want to defund the damn police. That's what then. Reorganize the police puts a mental health version of the police in there, but you do not, do you hear me? You, let me tell y'all something, okay? You do not, my personal opinion, uh, you do not want to defund the police. I, I mean, I call the police when stuff go wrong. I don't know about your asses, but sometimes you need to call the damn police. Now, I understand that, 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 that in this day and time, I understand as black people, it's a crapshoot when you call some of these police because some of them is crazy out in these streets. But I like to think of the best because sometimes if you get, if you hear, if you get, if somebody breaking in your house right now, who you going to call? You going to call the police, okay? So, listen, uh, Alexandria is doing the most, okay? She's doing the most. I never was big on Alexandria. Not when she came in. I felt like she was caping for, uh, uh, she's very much caping for Latinos. And I ain't mad at that. She's Afro-Latino. She's caping. Tape for as you should, as you should for wherever you need tape. But I also thought she was way too far to the left. Uh, I thought um, that her I never liked her tone too much. Um, 
So I'm not really that big of a fan of hers, okay? Um, let's see. I'm trying to get ready for this article to come out. Y'all can tell I'm silent, right? <laughs> but let's talk about uh, her for a second. Uh, let's read what she's she's uh, she's causing the ruckus. Party is you know the Democrats right now are are, are split and they having a hard time. See, the Republicans have been having a hard time, too, because it's been the neocons against the uh, 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 the uh, Tea Partiers, you know, which is the far left, far right. But let me tell you something about the Republicans, Ed. They will stand the fuck together when it goes when it goes around. They don't care if they don't like each other. They come together. Now, you've got the little fringes like George W. You know, George W. has become a globalist, so he's trying to stand in with the globalists. But for the most part, they might do sneaky underhand and stuff to get each other out, but they stand together. But the Democrats, eh, you know, they the chumps of the, uh, of the, of the political world. So they always, they, it, it can, all it takes is one person to come in there and cause chaos, and it, it is what it is. But this is a, from the WashingtonTimes.com. It says, New York Democratic Party Chairman Jay Jacobs on Wednesday slammed Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and blamed the progressive left push for socialist policies for hurting Democrats in the 2020 election. House Democrats, yes, and I believe you lost the 2020 election. I believe the only reason that, and I know I'm far and few between. I know I'm a person that a lot of, and I'm not, I don't, I don't like any, I tell y'all I don't have, I don't like any, I'm not on anybody's side, okay? Uh, even though I actually think, I don't think that, I, I don't think that Donald Trump didn't handle the, I, I like the way he handled uh uh, open, trying to open back up because he understood this is a virus that we have to live with. It, you, you can't close everything down. And America don't got enough money. I'm trying to hope they have money for reparations, okay? I want them to print up enough money for reparations. I don't want them to be spending money out on the pandemic and tell me they broke as hell for the uh, for the, my reparations. So y'all need to get y'all asses back out here to work. The government can't, they can't afford to take care of y'all and give us our reparations. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I mean, the United States is printing money like the Dickens. Okay, so uh, it's but it says uh, uh, Mr. Jacob, but I did like the way he handled it. So I would, I, I make no secret of that on the show. But I am not uh, either for either party. I have voted for both parties though. Uh, but it says um, Mr. A. Jacobs, who also serves as Nassau County Democratic leader, is joining several moderate Democrats who argue. It's leftists like Ms. Ocasio-Cortez and the defund the police movement that scared voters away this election season. AOC has no standing on how to run a general election in the suburbs and upstate, he told the New York Post. AOC is in, in a district that's 6-1 uh, Democrat, and she couldn't find a Republican in her di- uh, district with binoculars. Very true. I, I invite AOC to come to Long Island and stand for the election in one of our districts. You'll see different results, he said. Mr. Jacobs said he agreed with the House Majority with James Claiborne's comments that, that the defund the police movement and fears of creeping socialism were frightening to voters and hurt Democrats in swing districts. Uh, I do believe this. Uh, I'm a, I consider myself an independent, and people like AOC scare me. You know, uh, Alexandria, I, I think she means well. I think Alexandria, I, I've never really too much been into Alexandria uh, Okay, so I, I, again, I think she's a she, – her rise is mysterious to me. 
uh, uh, and, and even, you know, Nancy Pelosi and her were going back and forth at each other. This is a young whippersnapper ready to get in there, and she's ready to do things, you know. And listen, I like the energy of trying to change. I don't have the – but it depends on how you're trying to change. And there are times that you have to listen to your elders to know how to move. Now, you don't got to always listen to them, but there are times when you should listen to them. Sometimes your elders are scared, and you got to go beyond the fear. But people like Alexandria, because they don't understand how uh, how how old school moves like uh, people like Nancy and them, they'll whip her ass right out of there. She'll be out of politics if she don't. They them as old heads. And I know she's she wants to get in there in her time, which I think. Listen, I think there are powers behind her. Okay, Alexandria, you don't rise to the top like that just because you some so. To me, in my personal opinion, Alexandria is backed by someone. Okay, so uh, so when I, I or what's her name? What's the girl's name? Alexandria AOC. Yeah, she's backed by somebody and my very powerful people that want her to be this uh, voice, uh, this radical voice in the Democratic Party. Okay, otherwise they would have been and put her asses out. Right? They would have been and got her. But there are some very powerful people who want to speed us towards socialists. And listen, I I like some socialist ideas. I like some, I'm a, but I'm a capitalist through and through. But I do like some socialist ideas, okay? I like the idea of free market stuff. Um, and I understand people can argue with me. I see, I see, I can see both energy. I love the way America that, that we do ball something for socialism. But the way people like Alexandria want to go, I mean, she's a lot. And eventually, my opinion is that eventually, this young lady, uh, she's really trying to speed fast up to up the ladders and stuff like that. And eventually, if she doesn't balance herself, she's going to find herself on the outs of the Democratic Party. I don't think she's going to last very long in there unless her handlers uh, help her move through uh, past the Pelosi's of the world and stuff like that, okay? So very interesting about her that the Democrats are in fighting now, right now with all this going on when they just kind of, I mean, you know, I don't know what, you know, they uh, so maybe won the election. <laughs> People mad today. You know, I'm here to make y'all mad. I'm here to make y'all think. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, Ticketmaster, okay, wants to head us towards New World Order. Okay. Ticketmaster is just trying to speed it up. They're just trying to speed it up. Ticketmaster is exploring negative COVID tests or vaccination to attend concerts. Now, listen, let me just say this, okay? Okay, because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. HIV was out here before, and obviously barely half of y'all wasn't nobody, half of y'all, HIV was rampant in certain communities, okay? And some of y'all don't still practice using condoms when you speak with somebody, but yet you wearing a mask at the fucking grocery store. Y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> some of y'all don't even like, y'all don't even like wearing condoms. Yet, yet, yet. Y'all wearing masks at the grocery store. That help me, Lord. Y'all have sex. Some of y'all have sex with the randomness of people. Now you got a ticket master out here. I mean, COVID is less than a percentage. I've said this before on the show, but you know, listen, they making it overdoing COVID. But let's let's talk about. It. Even though the numbers are going up, it's natural. It's a new virus that's come to the scene. 
Okay, just it, so is 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 not, and I don't know whether I should trust the numbers because a lot of the tests so far, where even Elon Musk was, ta- I think it was Elon Musk the other day was talking about how some of the nets, the tests have been, and I've been saying this since March, how some of the tests when they the testing started happening in April and May and stuff like that, some of the tests have been not so good. Some people have turned up positive twice in a row and then been negative suddenly twice in a row. I mean, it's all over the place. So we don't know what these numbers are. We don't know what the shit is going on out here. So it's a very, we know coronavirus is a real uh, virus. We just don't know the bit, how big of a threat it is. And if some people are using this virus to their advantage to bring about major changes and social uh, economic um, changes to society, okay? To, to for their own benefit. I mean, that's possibility. It's a possibility in this world because we got some evil mofos out here. Okay, so listen. It says uh, wallet check, water check, co- uh, check COVID nineteen test. The pre concert checklist for music fans is about to get more complicated. Has Ticketmaster is saying to check the coronavirus vaccination statuses of concert goers prior to the show once a treatment is approved. Now, are you going to check people's HIV status? Are you going to check people's, because this is against HIPAA, okay? They should not have access to your health care. See, a lot of things have been pushing HIPAA laws and privacy laws about your health out of the way. This is the bad thing about this virus, because we're seeing a lot of laws get into place that ignores our fundamental rights that we have as Americans and as citizens, okay? It says the ticketing giant plans to have customers use the inoculation or whether they tested negative for the virus within a 24 to 72-hour window. Now, that doesn't matter, Ticketmaster, because you can test positive one day and be negative the next day. Okay, so you can send, you can have people coming to the concert that that posted that were negative, and they really positive. Cause these, because first of all, the tests ain't accurate, a lot of them. And then second of all, uh, mostly it's accuracy, okay? Uh, so, you know, this is really stupid. But it says um, uh, the plan, which is still being ironed out, will utilize three separate components, including the California-based company's digital ticketing app, third-party health information uh, firms like Clear Health Pass, Health Pass, and testing vaccination distributions like LabCorp, our CVS Minute Clinic. Ticketmaster will reportedly not store or access medical records under the plan. No, you still are accessing my medical information. And that is, a, I don't like that, and I don't believe you won't store it, okay? Uh, if approved, fans would need to verify that they've either already been vaccinated or have tested negative as recently as 24 hours prior to the show. I'm, I'm expecting Ticketmaster to get a number of lawsuits. A number of lawsuits will be thrown out against them uh, a lot because this is, and, and I hope they're prepared uh, the, the, to, to handle that there are going to be some people who are going to sue them uh, for, uh, for this because that is their privacy. Uh, Ticketmaster President Mark Yelvich told Billboard that he is, that demand for digital screening services to skyrocket once the vaccination is ultimately approved and distributed. We've already we're already seeing many third party healthcare providers prepared to handle the vetting, whether that is getting a vaccine, taking a test, or other methods of review or approval, which could then be linked via digital tickets so everyone entering an event is verified. 
Listen, I'm going to tell you something. And this is my real thoughts on when we see these type of things happening in the world. And I told you, this is, to, to me, this is the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's already talking about coming in, man, they, even though there's a fucking vaccination, vaccine out here now. Democrats got played. They got played several times. They lose, they won some, they look like they won the war, but they lose in a lot of battles. But the, here's my thing. We have to be very conscious of the civil liberties and the rights that we are giving up in the name of a virus. And this this is why this type of thing can be so easily used by the powers that be. And every American has the right to question it. And I and I personally I I see Joe Biden has a problem with this because he's gonna allow everything to happen. I mean you he's got a person who he just hired a medical I forget the guy's name who said he liked the way that China handled the virus. They were very draconian. China is a communist fucking country. We are not. We are a republic who practices democracy. And and to start having us act like China is crazy as fuck to me. I don't care if China got rid of the virus fast. I, I mean, we may be having some other stuff. These These are people who want to, maybe we're being attacked. So that our freedoms could be attacked. And this is what happened in 9-11. Our freedoms began to be attacked and eroded after 9-11. Before 9-11, you couldn't stop and frisk and search people at concerts and shit. You haven't had, and this which is weird to me, is that you they, they, they make you go through all this shit going through the airport, but ain't nobody outside protecting the perimeters of the airport. Yeah, and they can just shoot a rocket from anywhere. You know, they can shoot your ass down any second. They don't got to come on the planes no more and blow your ass up. They can shoot your ass down, uh, 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 from any of the perimeters on the air. See, it makes no sense. You, you're never safe. Safety is an illusion. Security is an illusion. Your only security is in your faith in God and your faith or your faith or whatever it is that you practice. But security of people is an illusion, and you will give up your security. You will give up your everything in the name of, of, of being scared for your health. You'll give up everything, and that in turn will attack your health. When you don't have freedom, it attacks and erodes your spiritual being, which then turns on your body. So it's very important to have freedom, liberty. I am with the people out here. Give me liberty. Give me freedom. Freedom is a very important concept. And I can't believe the black people out here out here talking and acting like freedom ain't important. They so scared of COVID-19. Now, your neighborhood's been attacked with all kind of bullshit the last We You done lived through the crack. Let me, let me talk about black Americans first off. You done lived through Jim slavery, Jim Crow, crack bombs, uh, all kind of craziness, HIV, top HIV numbers in, in the in, 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 in the community. And your asses, you you who should be championing freedom more than anyone, an enslaved group of people who should be championing freedom, championing freedom more than anyone is out here talking about, I'll be way, I don't mind doing that. If I got to do so long as I don't get the virus, oh, my God. I, it is scary. You are supposed to champion freedom. 
freedom is a good thing. And these celebrities, these dumb ass celebrities, don't listen to them. They're dumb. Okay? They are they are a part of this crap. It's gonna be hard. They they're the one listen, I don't know how they out here tre- I don't know why they're cheering on somebody who doesn't want who want doesn't want to protect their freedom. I don't know how they can cheer for it. Be excited about somebody like Joe Biden when he he want he wants to shut down. That means less music, uh, less things being sold for your ass. Less concerts. Cause y'all know y'all don't make music. Don't nobody buy music no more. Don't nobody. Uh, and and and, and y'all can't. It's hard to make money if you ain't got no if you ain't touring. So why would you be okay with uh, with not touring unless you're walking outside and melting? Unless you walk outside and you start melting, there is no reason to shut down. That's my personal opinion. I'm with Donald Trump on that shit. I agree. I think that. I mean, you can be mad at me all day if you want to. You can be mad, mad, mad. Because most of y'all think, well, as long as we get a stimulus check from the government, the government don't got no money. And quit trying to take my reparations money for your, for, for your, for you to stay at home. You got to put a mask on. You got to do something. Whatever you need to do, whatever you feel you need to do to get back to go to work or whatever it is, you got the world keeps on spinning into the future. Keep ticking. And you all think, like, we can come outside in two months. What if you ain't got two months to live? What if you walk outside and not get hit with the COVID, but you get hit by a truck? What if you walk down the into your bedroom to lay down, and during the night, you have a heart attack? You done gave up parts of your, your life. You done gave up your life for an illusion. It's bullshit. And like I said, unless you're walking out the house and you melting, there's no reason to stay in the damn house. I don't even think there's a reason to be wearing a damn mask, but I digress. So, you know, hey, do what you do. I just feel, I just feel, I feel, do what you do. Okay? I'm just telling you, this is ridiculous. This is we're giving up. Our, our, these people want to now have access to tracking, our health care, everything, to go to a fucking concert. Are you serious right now? Damn. I guess I won't be seeing no concerts. For- <laughs> They're going to make me take the COVID. They're going to make me do that. I mean, yeah, and, and vaccination. Like, that should be my damn choice. That's nobody's choice. What kind of bullshit are we living in? What kind of bullshit world are we, are we living in? Freedom might be the illusion. You know? It really might be. <sighs> Sad. Okay. The Dems are big man. Democrats are bad. I'm talking about the Democrats today. So I'm mean, you Democrat, you probably really you gonna really be mad at me today. But they big mad because Donald Trump Donald Trump is the a vaccine showed up on Donald Trump's watch. Oh, and they upset. They get they they talking about, Well, I we got to see if he even cook it up in his kitchen. We got to see, we not I'm not gonna take it. Even New York, New York he, he, even the the, the the Donald Trump played me. We got to talk about Donald Trump when you tell me, you're like, God, y'all ain't going to get the vaccine because y'all, 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 uh, governor want to check the vaccine through his professionals. Who do you think Donald Trump is checking it through? Is Donald Trump, is he cooking the vaccine? I keep asking people, is he cooking the vaccine at the White House kitchen? Like, he got, he cooked down there cooking it up. 
Because y'all act like you just throwing some shit out here. This is Pfizer who is doing this vaccine. Not Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't produce this vaccine. said it was going to be here, and he delivered it when he said it was going to be delivered. And y'all big mad. You big mad because Donald's been winning. Donald's been winning. Donald's been winning against y'all asses, and y'all big mad. But this is the big, this is why I probably don't support the Trumps, the Democrats, because they're Trumps. After showing little signs of engaging on the coronavirus pandemic this week as it races across the country, just according to ABC, by the way, President Donald Trump on Friday broke, this is how mad they are, broke a long silence with an update of his administration effort to support the development of a vaccine. The image conscious president, listen to this, <laughs> had come under heavy criticism for showing little interest in governing in the wake of his reelection defeat. No, he didn't show little interest in government. This is ABC words. It's not that. He was he was he was governing from the right standpoint. He was recognizing and I respect Donald Trump for this shit. He was recognizing the Constitution. You can't just take people's rights. You can't just make people do what China do. Like Joe Biden is all down for China. He's suddenly down, let's do it the way China do it. No, you we not China. It's we the people by the damn people. Trump made no new announcements instead touting the federal government role in the ultimate distribution of COVID-19 vaccine that former uh, pharmaceutical company Pfizer said earlier this week had been shown in trials to be more than 96% effective. Uh, he said as soon as April, the vaccine will be available uh, be available to the entire general population with the exception of places like New York State. Where for political reasons, the governor decided to say, and you know, I don't think it's a good, it's real politically. This is Donald Trump. I think it's very bad from a health standpoint, but he wants to take his time on the vaccine. Now, New York's been the worst fucking hit. Okay. He want to take time. He want to see if Donald Trump ain't cooked it up. He got his own people. He want to see if Donald Trump ain't cooked it up in his living room. Who the fuck do he think Pfizer is? I told y'all Cuomo was shit. Y'all keep y'all keep putting people up there who y'all think is because y'all so mad at Donald Trump. But Donald Trump, uh, he he's they gonna now they gonna make y'all hold back for those of you who want the I am legend. They gonna make you hold back on the I am legend till till uh uh till that means longer shutdown. You see the games the Democrats playing. The Democrats are playing damn games. I know they do this. I believe they do this election. I believe like hell they did it. I sure do. I believe like him, and I don't believe this is the first time an election has been thrown. No, I damn don't. Okay, so uh, and it doesn't, and I don't think it's always been the Democrats either. Acting like America ain't above throwing an election. Hell yeah, y'all can throw an election. He doesn't trust where the vaccine is coming from. These these are coming from the greatest companies anywhere in the world, greatest labs in the world. Cuomo took to cable television soon after Trump's remarks, denying that there would be any delay caused by review, by review panels New York and other states have set up to validate, um, denying that there would be any delay caused by review panels New York and other states have set up to validate the conclusions of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, which authorizes and approves vaccines, okay? New York scientific panel, he said, will review the protocol that the FDA went through. Now, why the fuck, no, no, why do you got to do what the Food and Drug Administration, you don't do that for other shit, it's because Donald Trump, the vaccine came up under his watch and they pissed off. 
they mad because Donald Trump is ass has been winning out here. And I'm sounding like, y'all keep hissing me out today because I'm sounding like Candace Owens. Damn it! And I'm not, I'm far from Candace Owens. But y'all got to be for real. Y'all, y'all, y'all crazy out here. What is a, what, get, the, the, Pfizer is no different than any of these other companies. If you're going to take the bullshit, take it. Now, I'll watch all y'all take it first, because I want to see how it's going to act on y'all. Because I don't want y'all start turning into robot zombies and shit. <laughs> now, Bill Gates' ass was throwing out this vaccine. Cuomo wouldn't say shit. There wouldn't be a damn panel nowhere around. I, I suspect Bill Gates ain't involved. That's why they is that that's why is that is that why Bill Gates and Fauci not involved? So you want to make sure, okay? Listen, these people are crazy. The Democrats are nutty nuts. They have lost their mind. Donald Trump is literally. I mean, they were losing their mind before Donald Trump. They are the reason you have Donald Trump. The Democrats are. They are the reason. Barack Obama. They are the reason. They did such a shitty job for eight years to their own constituents that their own constituents aren't even that excited to go out and vote for them. And I know they're telling you that story that 70-some million people went out and voted for Biden. If you believe that shit, I, I do not believe that more people went out to vote for Biden than Barack Obama. Bullshit. Okay. I will say it, and I say it again. Okay. No matter who wins this election, I would tell Joe Biden, Joe, that's some bullshit. If he became President, President Joe Biden, that's some bullshit. I don't believe you. Y'all funny on these streets, okay? And suddenly everybody suddenly everybody's a conspiracy theorist. When 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 that suddenly black people who be counting the most one of the biggest communities to count conspiracy theories. Now when we talk about more conspiracy, suddenly now I'm a conspiracy suddenly now I'm a Republican. Suddenly all these words to discredit me. And so what like I said, if I am okay, that doesn't still discredit what I'm saying. I'm just very sad about this whole situation. This is sad. This is sad. I know y'all dislike Donald Trump, and there's some things I dislike about Donald Trump, but there's some things I like about him. I think him and Joe Biden are both white supremacists. I don't see no difference there. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, my white supremacist, you know, I, I, I personally would take my white supremacist being in my face, like Donald Trump. I, I don't like white supremacists sneaking and hiding and pretending like they weren't friends with people like Strom Thurmond and and the head of the Ku Klux Klan, so like they don't pretend. I mean, you know, I like people who straight up about their shit. Okay, so I mean, I could say I, I'd rather have the straight up races than the the sneaky ones. This is my, that's just me. I don't see no difference. Okay, but now I look at policy when I'm looking at policy as far as freedoms and 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 and, and free speech and our our civil liberties and things like that. Uh, I would say Trump is is going to be looks like. Right now, to me, just looks like I'm not saying he won't turn bad later or turn bad so far, but right now he looks he looks like the better option in that realm. Joe Biden's already coming in talking scary shit, okay? So uh, very interesting. And then the Dems are be and then it's becoming very political when you don't want to take the vaccine when you got a, another panel set up. For the vaccination, for vaccinations, talking about, well, you know, we got to check the FDA administration. Well, have you ever checked the FDA administration before? Y'all probably haven't. On the straight streets, right? This is crazy. 
Kanye over election loss allegedly. What's what Kanye upset? Kanye, you knew you was about to lose that election. Well, I need to read it. Kanye knew he was going to lose it. <laughs> uh, I think he's upset. He'd be upset over, maybe he's more upset over, over, over Biden lose. I mean, over Biden may possibly winning or, or, or Trump losing. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but it says this is from Ron Smith via OK Magazine. It says after receiving 60,000 votes, West is warning his inner circle that he might leave America forever because we don't deserve him. <laughs> Kanye isn't a rational person. He honestly thought he had a chance of getting millions of votes. The end result was humiliating. He also apparently uh, streaming, uh, steaming over the fact that Joe Biden took the win over incumbent Donald Trump. Not only did Kanye lose his political mentor, President Trump lost too, and now Kanye is threatening to leave America. Allegedly, Trump lost. I'm still telling y'all, hold out. It's 2020. Uh, the insider said, and he could, Biden could possibly win. And so congratulations, Joe Biden. I just hope you ain't as scary as you look. Uh, when Trump started his second term, uh, Kanye was expecting a position in the cabinet. <laughs> what position, Kanye? In the cabinet um, before t- uh, Kanye would run again in 2024. Child, bye. Yeah, Kanye know he wasn't going to I don't even believe this story. Kanye know he wasn't going to take no, get no position in the cabinet. Listen, Kanye West, and y'all know this show is messy. I be eating and talking to y'all. That's what I'm doing. I'm eating and talking to y'all. This is a messy show for those new listeners. New listeners. Let me tell you, I'm messy. So I be, I be, you know, it's not like any other show. I be eating and talking and all that. I'm sorry if I'm smacking in y'all ears. Y'all know how I go up here. Okay. But Kanye, Kanye wasn't, Kanye couldn't be looking for no job. Uh, in, in, for I don't even believe this story. I don't believe Kanye was looking for a job with uh, Western College. And he knew he wasn't going to get millions of votes because they immediately started to try to stop him uh, from getting on ballots in certain cities. Now, I think if Kanye had gotten on all the vote, the, uh, the ballots, he would have gotten probably uh, maybe at least uh, maybe at least 800,000 votes or something like that. Because a lot of people who were just disgruntled with this whole election and the choices that were before them, Okay. So, you know, there's a possibility that Kanye could have got more. Yeah, if he had made sure he had, I think he had a certain time to make sure his name was on the on the ballot, and he didn't. So I don't him. You messed up your, you got you messed up your little messy election. Uh, there was a group out, out here that would have voted for you, Kanye. It wouldn't like voting for Snoopy. You know, Kanye said he's coming through again in 2024. Well, I believe that, Gemini, because he said that back two years ago. He said he was going to come through in 2020. He's probably going to come through again. Good luck, Kanye. Hope it works out for you. <laughs> we couldn't do no work. <laughs> oh, Beyonce. Oh, I do got a Beyonce story. I told you I was going to do something nice for Beyonce. I haven't done it yet. I'm, fi- I'm going to finish it up. My 10 things or 15 things you can learn from Beyonce. I sure am. See, see, see. See, Beehive. I can be nice to Beyonce. I'm going to have a nice one. I'm going to do a nice one for Beyonce. I even wrote a long time ago, years ago, an article, Nice Ones for Beyonce. It was sort of like this top 10 thing I'm getting ready to do. What you can learn from Beyonce, top 15 or whatever. I haven't made, I haven't decided the number yet. But I am going to put things you can learn from her. 
it's going to be especially for the beehive. It's proved that I'm not totally a hater. I'm not a hater, to be honest. It's nothing to hate on. I just uh, I just disagree with some things about it. But anyway, Beyonce is teaming up with Peloton. It's going to be Abby Park or something. It says, shores of Peloton have soared at 240% this year, largely due to the pandemic because everybody at home, right? But they said Peloton, the interactive fitness company, this is according to NBCNews.com, uh, it, uh, that makes treadmills and spin, spin bikes, now has one of the biggest stars in the world on its payroll, Beyonce. Uh, the company announced a multi-year, let's see what this is, multi-year deal with the singer on Tuesday that will include a curated series of theme workouts across all categories. Huh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, including cycling, running, strength, boot camp, yoga, and meditation. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. Woo, they be mad. I know that's right. Make that money, Beyonce. Make it, girl. Make it. I already done got $90 million out of Disney for that shit. Um, you know what? I meant to ask Christian about the skit club, Black is King, and how she felt about it. I'm going to have to ask her that. I'm going to tell y'all. I, I, I'll tell y'all on the show next week how, how she felt about it. I'm going to. I see her uh, this week, so I'm going to ask her. I forgot to ask that question. Okay. Um, Peloton and I both believe in the power of music uh, can help uplift, innovate, and inspire those on their fitness journey, Beyonce said in a statement. I've been a Peloton member for several years, and I'm excited to partner with a company that helps people, young and old, be the best versions of themselves in an innovative and adoptable way. Ooh, I think that is definitely a capitalist. Her ass. I don't see Beyonce show up to talk unless she's selling something. That bitch don't show up to talk unless she's selling anything. And now she got the celebrities out here selling their shit. When she get that big, even the big old boxes, they put them on the. I wonder if those are paid though. Somebody told me they thought they was just paid. But when they get them, when they get them big old boxes, they they be so happy. Now this week, this is a sidebar, but Sabria, the model Sabria, she did a reenactment, and I love Sabria. I'll be fine. I've been following Tabria for a while now, but Tabria, the model Tabria did a reenactment of Beyonce's um, some of Black Beyonce's video. She was so it was that that listen, that was dope. And Beyonce, I'm glad you sent her a box because I was gonna talk about your ass if you did not. You need to post her video too up on your page because that was to do all that work what she did and she did it just like you. She she. That girl did a good job. Shout out to Debria. She did. She she did that, honey. Uh-huh. She's right here. She did all, a lot of Beyonce's videos. Big girl. Real cute, too. Do it, honey. She, she did it. She put her, and Beyonce sent her a box of, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what side of them? The Adidas box? Shit, I don't want the box. Just, can I get that uh, that cat suit? Yeah, where the cat hook? Do I want that cat suit? I want that green that blue Terry Winkles out cat suit with the hat. Beyonce ain't gonna see me shit because she don't like me. <laughs> now she don't even know me probably. But if she heard this show, she wouldn't like me. <laughs> okay. All right. So Beyonce is the most requested artist by its community of more than 3.6 million members, according to Peloton, making the partnership a natural fit. Peloton and Beyonce also announced plans to give 
uh, free two-year digital memberships to students, historically black colleges and universities. Well, shit, how many of them can afford a Peloton? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) When you in college, your ass can't afford no Peloton. So them is going to be memberships that's not going to hurt that much happen. Unless you're at home on your mom and daddy sometimes. Interesting. Uh, it says, uh, what says, uh, uh, and said it will commit to building long-term recruiting partnerships with those schools to bring in new talent. Shit, you better send them some Pelotons, Beyonce. When you get your deal made, send out boxes of Pelotons to the students. That's for real. Shit, can't nobody afford no Them kids can't afford no Pelotons. Now, unless you're giving it to the colleges or something like that for their workout rooms and stuff like that. But, girl, ain't no kids. Ain't no kids. Oh, they're going to go to the – okay, they're going to give a software. Somebody said they're going to give a software program. Okay. Oh, that's good. Well, that's what she's going to have to do because they can't afford no college. Okay, so I'm hearing the background to it. Okay, she is going to give out a program or something like that to school. And where she's dancing and stuff like that, I guess some program, and that's gonna help. Cause I'm like, ain't no kids, ain't nobody for them Peloton shit. If you, not if, not if you're in college, unless you like you make P Diddy child. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Beyonce! Another partnership. Beyonce be doing it. Okay, I ain't mad at her. Make that money, girl. Don't let it make you. All right, I see you. All right, okay, so. Good. Okay, because I was about to talk about her. You know, I was about to say, send out boxes of Peloton. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'd be happy. Send me a box of Peloton. <laughs> a Peloton. Uh, give me that tread, that bike and that treadmill. All right, so uh, Safari and Erica Minya. I don't have time for this. How did they get on here? Oh, God. They just doing stuff for loving hip hop. They just doing their storyline. I'm just assuming they. I thought they was getting a divorce, but I think they gonna stay together for a storyline. That baby is cute. That baby is cute though. That little baby they got is cute. So let's talk about Safari and Erica Minya. Safari Samuels, according to HollywoodLife.com, apologizes for threatening divorce. I love my wife, Erica Minya, and was childish. Cancer, quit playing with that Scorpio. You can- you don't have her on OnlyFans. You better make them dollars. That's the only way she's going to be happy. Make them dollars. Because, listen, she's a real fiery spark. She ain't, she ain't playing with your ass. You can't have a girl like Erica Minya up on, especially at that Scorpion nature on OnlyFans with you. I don't care what she says to you, even if she's very sexual, okay? When she thinks about it, and, and has a Scorpio female, I know what I would be thinking. If I got my ass on OnlyFans, showing my ass with my my man, I'm showing my ass, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what, what the fuck I need you for? Like, I mean, like, if we got to get on OnlyFans to do, get money, why do I need you at this point in life? Like, why? Huh? And that's the fact that you got me on OnlyFans, and, 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 and being sexual with you to make money, 
I'm going to disrespect you. I'm going to be very disrespectful. Even if I say I liked it, I'm going to be disrespectful because I'm going to see you as, like, a chump at that point. You got me on OnlyFans. I can do this shit on my own. I can go on OnlyFans by myself and show my naked ass. And so can Erica. Erica will probably make a lot more money alone. But anyway, let's read this. For much of for for much for so much for divorce, after Safari Samuels posted about how he was excited to become a bachelor, he now says he was being childish, childish and that he'd be nothing without his wife Erica Minion. Now, the only reason I say Erica ain't leaving because Erica has been out there allegedly. Now, I don't know Erica, I don't know your business, but the reputation, you know, I mean, a lot of men might see you right now, you know, has not a winner anymore, you know, and you got this kid by him. I don't know if she got two kids or something like that. See, and so maybe for Safari is where it stops, you know, so she might be staying there a little bit longer. She's now Scorpio's is wise now. We smart. We smart. Even when we wild. But until Safari and Samuels is backtracking big time on his brag that he would be ending 2020 right as a bachelor. After sharing an Instagram post on November 4th flexing in front of a Rolls Royce while showing off his shirtless abs. The 39-year-old rapper is now clarifying that he was hinting about a possible divorce from wife Erica Minion with the caption. Instead, he's praising Mary Life and saying how much he loves the loving hip-hop New York star, okay? In a November 5th Instagram uh, post showing him lifting weight aboard uh, an all-terrain vehicle, Safari wrote in the caption, a man is nothing without his family. I'm not a bachelor, and I love my wife. I never disrespect the mother of my child or wife. Sorry for being childish, and salute to all the real men out there. On his original post about wanting to end 2020 as a bachelor, Safari has gone back to change it to read 10.30 a.m. Friday. World world premiere has he appears to be dropping some sort of workout video with his trainer, Atlanta-based Luke T. Fans were actually quite forgiving and applauding him and admitting what a childish mistake he made, okay? Listen, I'm 42 to stay together because I understand that it, it helps with the reality show. It helps friends to keep coming in. Y'all got a beautiful little kid together. Um, and, you know, listen, the only thing is don't put your – my personal opinion has a Scorpio. Don't put me on OnlyFans. You know, I'm, that's why I'm – you know, and, you know, we might participate in some shit. You know what I'm saying? But we be secretly, uh, 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 it's, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to tell Scorpio secrets, but here's the deal. We secretly test you out and shit. We be saying, like, this, this, this nigga actually got me on OnlyFans. I mean, like, like if you if you thought that has a good idea. Like, I, I don't know what type she is, though. I can't really say, but I know for me. That would be, in my head, I'll be putting a checklist in my head. Like, this is something I can do on my own. So I don't really need him for that. You know what I'm saying? And it's less than manly, in my opinion, to have your wife on OnlyFans even doing anything sexual with you, even if you're sexual people. I mean, I just, you know, if she was on OnlyFans on her own shit, that's a different thing. But she don't got to have you. You actually would probably, if that's, because people were saying they were doing that for money. If that, if you need money, Erica, I'm telling you, run. Well, no, I'm. I just say, if you didn't have a kid, I'll tell you, run out right now. But it is what it is, okay? So, um, you know, you know, I'm gonna tell you the truth about Safari. You know, I think that 
him and Nicki Minaj have been together for so long. People like that, you know, it, it takes a long time for them to get over their original heartbreak, you know. And I'm not quite so quite sure if this guy, especially being a cancer, didn't hurry up and get married to hide his hurt, you know, about her moving on. Cause she was like with Meek Mills and she moved on to Kenny Petty and then she got married and now she got a baby, you know. I'm still successful out in the streets. I, I I mean, I'm not quite sure where he's at, you know, if he's actually healed, you know, from all of that. But it's interesting. Very interesting, okay? Well, Erica, she's been, you know, she will. Who was Erica with? Erica been pictured with people. Erica been with, what was, who was the first girl? She's with Joe Button's girlfriend for a long time. Her and Finn was together. Then Erica was with Bow Wow. Then Erica Bow was with Rich. So Erica, you know, they got Erica looking like out here crazy sometimes. So, you know, Erica being settled down right now is a good thing, I think, for her. Uh, I just don't know. I know what I would be thinking of after that OnlyFans child. Mm-mm, you couldn't have me showing my ass on OnlyFans. No, no, no. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay, but not for money. Now, if it was for fun or something like that, if I'm just that wild type of character, but if you got me out here hoeing myself, hoeing our love, and I'm like, too, what I need to do for? <laughs> That's just my opinion, okay? Oh, I'm so disrespectful. I'm smacking in y'all ears. It's a, it's a good, it's, it's a show. It's a messy show, okay? It'll be all right. All right, let's talk about... Um, can we talk about John Gray? Yeah. No, 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 no. We got to talk about this one. Cause I don't want to lose. I, I don't want to miss. I think we got to talk about this one. This Real Housewives, he married her grandfather. Child. The world is coming to me. I think Jesus is coming back. Because listen here, y'all doing the most. This, they got a new Real Housewives of, what is it, is it, what is it at? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I think. Child, it's a mess, it's a mess, it's a mess. This is according to MSN.com. Story is, listen, I just the thought of this. It's just a trip to me. But anyway, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Mary Crosby explains her arranged marriage to her step-grandfather this, that lasted 21 years. So she's been married to her step-grandfather 21 years, okay? Now, I'm going to try to let y'all hear this uh, when she come up on here, hear what she says about being married and about this, how it happened. Okay, hold on. Let me, I got it up. Yeah, I'm gonna, let me pull it up so y'all can hear this because this is kind of a trip. Okay, here we go. I'm going to let y'all check this out. We were kind of um, able to arrange marriage. It was kind of in my grandma's will for us to marry. She said, if anything ever happens to me, Bobby, I want you to marry one of my girls because they'll look out for me. We're blessed to stay because of this. Well, okay. He said they've been married 21 years. Her grandma went upon her death and put it in her will that 
on it. You hear what the husband, what the grandfather said? Yeah, he said you should. The grandmother said you should marry one of my girls. There's some sick people in this world, and I'm glad it lasted twenty. I'm not can't say I'm glad. I mean, listen here, there are abusive situations that last twenty and twenty one years. She looks very young. She looks like she might be in her forties or something like that. So that means he married her at a very young age. It, let me talk about some sick shit in the world. I mean, you know, and nothing surprises me anymore. I had a friend who was abused in her in her childhood, and I and, and I've had different people who have been abused in this that I've known have been abusing their child, and some of the stories that they have had to say. See, because see, only a, a grandmother to present that talk about to, to her husband, tell her husband. That marry one of my girls is when something happened to me, they'll take care of you. That sounds like some sick shit. That sounds sick, okay? And I even had this one person tell me about the abuse where where her 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 mom and this is and see that's why I ain't surprised at shit. One person I know told me about uh, that she was in such an abusive situation that her stepfather used to abuse her, and that. She, the stepfather, did something horrible to her at another person's house, another woman's house. He was messing around with her. And the, she goes to tell her mom, and her mom says, take me around to the house. Take me, let me see where she lives, where the person lives at. And when the, woman, when the mama gets to the house, the mama don't acknowledge the abuse that happened to her child. She says, so this is where this bitch is. I mean, just like, it's like, okay. Like you and the mom later said, I went through it. Everybody went through it. That's just life. I mean, you got some sick people out here like this. So to me, it sounds like her grandma was a sick in ass individual to suggest her grandchild. Like I mean, what that suggest that you marry? Like her. Listen, I I, can, I share with y'all my life on here. Okay, I share with y'all a lot of stuff about my life. My grandfather is not my biological grandfather, but my grandfather, I was, my grand, my mother was raised by my grandfather, and I was raised by my grandfather, has his daughter, okay, because I was raised by my grandparents, okay? And so it would be sick as fuck if my grandmother said, hey, if she was dying, you can marry, won't you marry my girl? I, I'm like his daughter. What in the hell are you, it don't even, and it, it, even if I wasn't like his daughter, the sick shit. You have to be sick. You married him. Why you want me to marry him and put him in your will? Ooh, ooh, she was sick. Oh, Lord. I like. I got to watch the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I can tell that that's, I feel like that's a severely abused young lady. And, and, and they married her last year, 21 years, and I think they have two kids. She has two kids with her grandpa, her step-grandpa. That's some sick shit. Okay? It'd be some sick shit. And so I say, because... My, my my papa is like my 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 real father. Is that if I heard some shit like that, he heard some shit like that. He be he probably shoot you or something. I don't even want. <laughs> that is the sickest shit. It's sick, and this is on the real. Ha- this is I gotta listen. And I know she's been married twenty one years, but that shit ain't normal. It's not normal. It's not normal to be married to your step grandfather. Crazy ass. So you're not gonna normalize that. People saying, and, and so they talk about it on e news afterwards. Okay, 
So I want you to hear a little bit of the conversation that went on on E! News afterwards because it was interesting because one person was trying to, you know, she was like, she said, it's not something I would do, but she was trying to kind of make it more like a normalcy to it. There's nothing normal about marrying your grandpa or the man your, your grandma was married to and your grandma having to put it in a wheel, child, put it in the wheel that you're going to make. Person worth a half a billion dollars, hilarious. No, it's still sick shit. She don't marry herself. No, it's what's not sick about it. It's not the fact that they're not kin. You know, it's the fact that he was married to the grandmother. This is the sick part of it. He was married to the grandfather and has, and, and, and she looked at him as, I guess, some grandfather figure. And her grandmother says when she's dying to the man, I want you to marry one of my girls because they will take care of you. Where was her daughter? She didn't even suggest her daughter. She suggests her granddaughter. Psycho as fuck. That's weird. I like to hear some more of that story. I got to feel it. I want to. I'm. I'm judging. I am. I am definitely judging. Shit. Some of y'all asses need to be judged out here. This is judgment. I'm judging. I know the Bible says do not judge. Damn it, I'm judging. <laughs> the world is crazy. We're losing our mind. We are losing our mind. Okay? And 21 years, that doesn't impress me. Because if you come from an abusive situation, you can think, she may think that's good. That life is good for her. She That may be the only thing she thinks she can see. But let me tell you something, Grandpa, old pervert. You don't let her get on that Real Housewives of, uh, of Salt Lake City, honey. She's about, the world is about to open up, okay? She's getting ready to see these young men out here, probably younger at her age. <laughs> She's about to get fame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With your two kids or with your one kid or whatever y'all got, I'm telling you what's about to happen. Everybody ask the wife, real housewives of Potomac. 
It's going to change. The dynamic's going to change. Show is. She's going to get ready. She's getting ready. She get ready to see that life outside of Sire Lake City. Like she, she, she looks like they look like they got money. So she may have already seen that, but she getting ready to see it from a fame advantage. Okay, fame. What does fame do? Fame not only puts you, gives you, gives you, gives you the God game, but it also gives you even more uh, 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 options. Ah, good. Let's see if she won't grow old grand, old perverted grandpa after this. Maybe it was some sort of deal in the wheel or something. Was it like she had to we, she had to sleep with him, have some kids with him or something, and then she can get free after a certain amount of time? I don't know. But that's just sick, the idea of just my one of my girls to take care of you. That's creepy. Oh. Oof. Oh, Lord. And she didn't pick her child. That's what I want to know, why she didn't pick her child. She picked the granddaughter. Mm. Right though, Barack Obama. This is the last. Is this gonna be the last story? I think so. What the, it's what it's the last story, and then I I got more stories to share with y'all, but I ain't gonna say when, child. I, it'll be a part two at some point in life. <laughs> Okay, but Barack Obama writes about the toll his presidency took on his marriage uh, to Michelle Obama. This is according to Yahoo.com. It says, former President Barack Obama's memoir, A Promise Land. He got another memoir. Damn, how many memoirs are we going to get, Barack? Uh, will come out on November 17th. CNN ran excerpts from the book on his site today. Well, he's got one for after presidency. Okay, I get it. Including the passage Barack wrote about being the president of the United States affected his relationship with his wife, Michelle Obama. The job did make things a little harder, he detailed. Despite Michelle's success and popularity, I continue to sense the undercurrent of tension in her. Subtle but constant, like the faint of faint thrum of a hidden machine. It was as if confined as we were within the walls of the White House, all her previous sources of frustration became more concentrated, more vivid. Whether it was my round-the-clock absorption with my work or the way politics exposed our family to scrutiny and attack or the tendency of, of even friends and family members to treat her role as secondary and important. He added that some nights lying next to Michelle in the dark, I think about those days and everything between us felt lighter. When her smile was more constant and our love was less encumbered, and my heart was suddenly tightened at the thought that those days might not return, okay? I mean, you know, I question myself and my own thing, are they still together? Because you don't see them together a lot, you know. You see them every now and <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I know y'all buy that, that this love is great and all that stuff. You know, here, let me tell you something. I, when I was reading Barack Obama's memoir, okay, uh, his, his early ones, I was shocked that he even married Michelle. Because Barack Obama had a constant stream of white women, like you know, dudes like that. It was it was very shocking that he he. he. So I I don't know where that that you know I don't know suddenly he met Michelle you know he went black but I, I, he went political he knew what the deal was but I I I I I, I, I when I see them now they seem disjointed so I don't know but for people y'all think it's a love story on the hill I you know okay but uh, okay. 
Listen, I don't know. It's very interesting. I imagine that the stresses of the White House for anybody. That's why I don't even say because I heard I heard stories coming. I ain't gonna tell y'all what the stories were for shit. I don't want my shit to slow down no more because I'm trying to come back on again for a second show for y'all. <laughs> but I heard stories out of, uh, out of coming out of back in the day about <clears throat> some this. And, you know, Michelle looked like she was stressed out. It is a, listen, let me say something to you. A lot of y'all be wanting to be married to these famous dudes and these wealthy dudes, and it's all good. Hey, 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 listen, you, to, listen, it is, and famous dudes and people who have a job, like you have a really, well, like he's going to be president of the United States. Her freedom was confined at that moment. Certain things she said, everybody scrutinized everything she says, everything she does, everything she. It's not easy to be the wife of a great man. It's not easy to be the wife of a of a, of a star uh, athlete, or it's not easy to be like look at Aisha Curry. Every little thing Aisha Curry say, they on her little ass. Okay, or look at Michelle Obama. I can imagine the scrutiny was a, a hundred times worse. You know, everybody looking at your ish, everybody looking through your life. And that's the price you pay. There is always a price for grace. Always. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you don't even survive that thing. You don't survive the price that, that, that greatness comes with. You know, our marriages don't survive. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, uh, I remember I heard one night on MSNBC late, I was up watching these millionaires talk. And they were talking about what it took to become a millionaire. And this one dude said, nah, he said, let's all be honest here. He said, we've lost family members, marriages. We've lost a lot of things going towards our goal. It has not been an easy thing. He said, because you evolve and you change, and so much changes with you. And then you get into to whom much is given, much more is required. And, so, like, y'all look at Melania Trump. Y'all talk a lot of shit about Melania, but I hear Michelle was under the same scrutiny. She was just much more gracious, gracious about it. Melania comes out of, she was in New York City. She was the belle of the ball. They were going to met ball. Donald Trump was not disliked as much when he lived in New York. And a lot of these black celebrities be talking all that shit, but a lot of y'all was real good friends with his ass, including after he said shit about the Central Park Five. Y'all still was taking pictures, hanging out with his ass and stuff like that. So Donald Trump was very popular. People liked Donald Trump. So to go from suddenly being in the uh being in being the bell of the ball in New York and going to the Met Ball and shit and hanging out with Anna Winter to suddenly be a pariah, your husband being a pariah in the White House, it's it's not easy. And it and it probably was the same thing for Michelle. Michelle was a working woman. She had her children and everything and suddenly he's running for president of the United States. And I'm sure they was prepared for a little bit. Because they get prepared for it years in advance. But that's a big ass thing. You know, that's just like tonight if you go from being married, you know, you go from, um, you know, tonight, uh, to you marry somebody like Denzel, Denzel's married. Let's, let's say you marry Denzel, Denzel, he's single. Shoot, it's going to be different. Denzel's ass going to require a lot. You got to walk that red carpet, people talking shit about you. Oh, look at that. Denzel, that's what she said, Denzel. Oh, she ain't that cute. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that who he with? Not a so you got to hear tons of things. So it's not very easy being the wife or the husband of greatness. So I get that. 
I shout out to Barack Obama when he does do stuff like that. That's why I think Barack is where you really get to see genuine Barack in some way, sense. Okay, I think he writes well in that aspect on that. Okay, uh, I'll probably read that book. I'll probably read that. Very interesting. Okay. Okay, so we're coming to the last two minutes of the show. If you are hanging on the phone lines, I see a lot of you. Stay, stay tuned. I'm going to go into the overdrive. If they cut me off on overdrive, then you guys know I'm, I, I'll come on sometime during the week and do a part two. But I am going into overdrive because there's one more story I want to talk about. Um, and I, may, I thought Barack Obama was going to be the last one, but he's not, okay? So I want to talk about Nick Cannon, okay, something that Nick Cannon said about monogamy. So we're going to do that uh, in the overdrive, and that'll be the last story for today. And then I'll go into part two sometime this week, okay? But, y'all, for those of y'all who are listening through, not through the phone lines, but you're listening through the Internet, shout out to y'all. I will see y'all next week, or I'll see y'all sometime during the week when I do part two, okay? Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Those on the phone line, you can stay hanging on for overdrive, okay? You guys, rest of you guys, you'll have to listen to it, you know, when it comes out. Hey, here's Jane Chow. Don't want to fall in love. I'm out. See y'all. Overdrive next.
says, says monogamy is unnatural for me. We're here to be fruitful and multiply. This is according to allaboutlast.com. It says Nick Cannon is many things. He's a comedian, rapper, television, radio show host, and a father. One thing he is not as uh, he is not. The multi-talented Cannon is self-admittedly not faithful. In 2008, Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey shocked the world when they announced they were getting married. Three years later, the mass singer host and Grammy Award winner became parents to twins, Mariah and Scott and Monroe. The couple would amicably split after six years of marriage, and their divorce was finalized in 2016. Last year, Cannon made headlines when he made the revelation that he doesn't think he could ever be faithful again to another woman and does not believe in monogamy. Perhaps we should have piled on to that when he said, um, I don't know, some of his line and gigolo. Okay, I don't think no sense to me. Uh, he says, the reason why we flew up had nothing to do with infidelity. Okay. He could tell you, once, that, once I stepped away from that, I realized that the construct is, is not designed for me. Cannon insisted that prior to marrying Carrie, he never believed in marriage, but would have done anything Carrie asked him to. I gave him my all, he added, because even before that, I was like, I don't believe in marriage, but shit, it was Mariah Carey. Whenever, whatever she says, I'm with. If she wanted to say we were going to the moon, I'm like, let's go. If I'm going to marry somebody, I'm going to marry her. However, now the marriage is over, he does not see himself being with anyone in that capacity again. Okay, let, let's, let's talk about this because, you know, I hear a lot of men say this bullshit, and I'm going to be just straight up, okay? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be monogamy. Can I tell you the concept of monogamy is not natural for any fucking body? Do you think women won't just one of y'all? One of, what, do you think we as women, we just... We, I know it's some women out here that play y'all like that, but women see shit they like too. We, it's not monogamy is not a natural. Monogamy is not natural. Monogamy is a is a, a evolution of being a mature fucking human being. Okay, now what happens is sometimes we end up cheating or end up playing on the people we love, our spouses, our boyfriends, or girlfriends, and, and everything, because we might be at a certain time in our life, downtime in our life, or we might not, we might realize we've done the wrong fucking thing, or we might, yeah, because some of y'all with the wrong fucking people, and stuff like that, and you, you, you finally say, oh, I see my soulmate over there. Well, you know how y'all be doing out in the streets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, there's a lot of reasons that people, don't do well in the monogamy game, okay? But monogamy is not easy for anyone. And sometimes both sides fall, like I said, for various reasons. It's not just about being a dog or running around because you can't keep your dick in your pants. And the fact that you can't keep your dick in your pants is a lack of maturity. Somebody who wants to be fruitful and multiply all around the damn place. Let me just tell you, you better keep making money, Nick Cannon. And you know that almost stops for your ass. I see how much you want. See, money, men with money can talk that shit. Nick Cannon can talk that shit because it's a lot of women who are out here who are willing to be concubines as long as you can fucking pay them. When you no longer have no money, I bet Nick Cannon will be looking for love to settle that. Because Nick Cannon don't got the money to maintain that shit. Now, if you got the money to maintain three and four of them, I ain't got shit to say to you. Do what you do. Okay, but um, monogamy is a challenge to the human experience. I believe God made that on purpose because it is us learning to what we need and what we don't need to be loyal to a person. 
And sometimes we have trial and error. Some people marry the wrong people, end up divorced. Some people marry the wrong, and then they find the person that they can practice monogamy with. They find, like when he said that with Mariah, he would have did anything for her. Well, perhaps that was the right fucking one. Perhaps you weren't mature enough to handle the shit, okay? And you lost out on the right one that you could practice that with, okay? And a lot of you out here, some of you are married right now, and some of y'all cheating and stuff, and you say, well, shit, I agree with Nick. I can't be fake. It may be because you're married to the wrong fucking person. Or it may be because you 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 don't see somebody across the room and shit. Now you think, damn, how am I going to this with this person, and I'm in love with this person and all that? That's all, that's there's a number of reasons monogamy does not end up working, okay? I don't think when somebody starts saying stuff like, well, because it's hard. Well, it's hard. Yes, it's hard, Nick. Like, it was hard for you to become a celebrity. It's hard for you to host the mass singer every fucking week, but you do it. It's hard for you to go to school at Howard and maintain your career, but you do it. The easy, just the weasy, some of some of these dudes like Nick Cannon because they got so much money and the variety is out there and they got a shot at all this variety, that's what they really, that's what you need to say. I got a lot of variety and I got a lot of money and shit. I can, because if you was broke Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon would probably be one of the most loyalist dudes because he's really a good dude. He's really a good dude who happened to get money. And he found out because he's really a weak dude. Like he kind of he's not weak, but he kind of kind of give off a little. You know, he like a good boy, not weak. Being good ain't weak, but he's like more of a good boy. And so he found he didn't got a sense of variety that he normally wouldn't have if he was broke. If he was broke, Nick Cannon would be one of the most loyalest dudes in the world because he wouldn't have that many damn options. And it's the same thing with Mar- Mar- Mariah. Mariah probably had all kind of fucking options being with you. <laughs> now women lean a little bit towards monog- more monogamy because we we can be, but there's a mean that we don't see people we won't. Are you from real out these streets? <laughs> oh my goodness! So you know, I, you know, I, I'll say stop making excuses for your lack of maturity, how you approach love, or the inability to find the one you want. You, you know, or the inability to find the one you want to take the challenge with. Of monogamy because monogamy is a challenge. It's just it is what it is. Money fools these type of dudes all the time. It does it all the time, and it's kind of fucked up because your options. You know, listen, women are hypergamous anyway. You know, most of the time, not all the time. There are a lot of times women uh, want men who build, men who are successful. Men who get the thing done, men who handle a certain thing, women like that shit, okay? And for women, you know what? A lot of men say, "Well, when the when the when I stop being succeeded, it won't mean no more." Well, because unfortunately, being a man, women are attracted to a builder. If you fuck around and stop building, or you seem like you at the and you are you you you. Are you are you tap out early in your life, not at seventy and seventy five, I ain't talking about that, but you tap out like at fifty five and stuff like that. And women see like damn, this this well ain't going nowhere, is it? Uh, they will bounce on your ass, most of them. Uh, am I telling y'all something? Okay. Listen, I don't get mad at me. They say the, the J, J, Jason Black, all these people tell y'all this stuff. Don't be getting mad at me. Uh Chloe over there be telling y'all this stuff. 
This is real. I'm telling you the truth about women. So women are not that great of a monogamy. This is, I'm just going to be honest with you. Monogamy is work. Monogamy is two people who fall in love with each other and realize that they will always be, listen, you shit, I ain't going to always be into you like that, something in that time. But you find somebody is deeper than sex, is deeper than uh, how they look, is deeper than all that. And you say, damn, I just, I just like this person. I want to be around this person. I want to take the challenge with this person no matter what. Like you could be, you could be a dog to one chick and end up the most loyal thing to another chick because your dynamics just work with her. You know, the shit happens in life. I don't know why. But all I say is Nick Cannon is full of shit. Monogamy is hard for anybody, not just men. I just want to say that because I hear that a lot. I even had this person tell me one time, uh, you know, men are just not meant to be monogamous. It's like nobody, I mean, I, I, I can argue that for anybody. I don't know if it's, it, it, it's not meant to be monogamy. Monogamy is here is one of the great challenges of being human. Do you get what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, I hope y'all understand what I'm saying out here in these streets. Monogamy is hard just like it is to build a successful business or to build a successful career or to build successful relationships and friendships in your life. Monogamy is something that you have to work at. And some dudes, though, some dudes are just hoes and don't understand that they don't want to fucking work at their, you know, dick control. But they want to, and some girls, women don't want to work uh, uh, uh Work at pussy control. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying it, 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 it's about controlling your situation. And listen here, when people can't be monogamous, listen, marriages fall apart for a number of reasons. That's, a, that's another excuse men who lie say or women who lie say they can't be monogamous. One of the other excuses they say is because, well, marriage, so many people cheat on each other. Because a lot of people are married to the wrong people. A lot of people are not. A lot of people are not in good relationships. A lot of people don't have good. Are they married to the right people and they got the wrong communication skills? Are they got the wrong? They don't know how to sexually interact with each other. It's a whole lot of damn shit out here. The reason why people monogamy doesn't work. Okay, but monogamy can work, and you're not some. It's not something that you won't just. I, 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 it's just not natural. No, it's not natural. Being good. Listen, let me tell you something. I want to pick. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. What is the what, what? Most people are attracted to the bad shit in life. Most people aren't attracted to discipline. Most people aren't attra- attracted to hard work. Most people like to. I mean, I don't, people, most people like to sit. Would love to sit around all day and eat cupcakes and watch TV and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. But you, as a human, you get up and you do things that are unnatural for you. You start to build a vibe about yourself, a discipline about yourself. I mean, it's just like in the days of when you're young, you like to party. When you're immature, you like to do childish shit. You like to run around and party. But then at some point, you're old. You're sitting in the club and like, damn, this shit is kind of, I'm, I'm like over it. And it's, it's been bad on my health. I drink all the damn time. I get high all the time. And shit, I'm, I'm coughing now. And I'm, I'm going to the doctor. The doctor's telling me I'm not looking so good and everything. I mean, you can't too much. Of, you, you naturally want to go towards the bad in life. But you start to say, you know what, I need to discipline myself. Maybe I don't need to do all this drinking. Like, sex with a bunch of different people seems fun. Shit, it is fun for a while. And see your ass get HIV or syphilis or gonorrhea or, 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 or some shit like that. And you're like, oh, shit. Do you get what I hope y'all understand what I'm saying? 
life. The bad things are fun. You know, the, the devil is always, I was watching this documentary the other week on James Mansfield, okay? Oh, I loved it. It was so good, too, you know? I felt it like a, like a, in no kind of, I don't believe, I know people, people out here, I don't believe in uh, Satan, Satanist churches and all that, but I find it, I find the, so she was into, she started hanging around Anton LaVey and started picking up all this energy, you know, this crazy energy, and, and some people think it had to do with her death, and if you don't know who Anton LaVey is, he was a big Satanist in the uh, 60s and 70s, a lot of people went to Anton LaVey's church, a lot of celebrities and stuff like that uh, was getting into Satanism allegedly back in the day. But James Mansfield, outside of the Satanist, whole Satanist church and everything, outside that mess, I kind of felt a little bit of a connection with her in terms of how she saw her sexuality, how she saw herself, as a, how she learned to see herself as a sexual being and stuff like that. And the thing is about Jane Mansfield that I thought was very interesting in is that she she just she had no uh, discipline a little bit in some in my personal opinion no discipline she always went towards the fun the pleasure you know the, and if you're a pleasure seeking individual most humans are. Pleasure, if you, you'll go towards the pleasure things in life. You'll love to eat. You'll love to stop. You'll love to do these things or get high and all this stuff because it's pleasurable. But you do know that too much ple- too much pleasure can, ends up not good. You, do you get what I'm saying? Like if you're eating too much cake, you end up a fat, okay? And probably have diabetes and maybe heart, heart attacks or stuff like that. Or if you, uh, you know, if you do too much wild shit, if you're sleeping with uh, 50 people, if you're a woman and sleeping with 50 people in Hollywood, I mean, it may, you get a variety of shit, but listen, eventually people going to start thinking you're a hoe. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? People naturally want to go towards pleasure, but the flip side of it is too much of anything can cost you. Okay, so there is no such thing as it being. It's, it's natural for people want to want to exercise pleasure. It's natural for people want to not want to be monogamous. It's, it's, it's that, that because humans, my personal opinion, here's my personal opinion. I'm not really telling y'all the background of it. The thing is, I feel like humans are in a fallen state anyway. And so we naturally go towards the bad. We naturally are attracted towards bad shit. Just what, it's just part of being human. So it's up, the growth is in choosing to do things that are good for you. And that sometimes always don't always feel good. It ain't always the easiest shit to do. And monogamy is part of the choice in life. Monogamy is a part of a partnershiping with somebody and saying, you know what, I'm going to work at being someone's partner. I'm going to work. And listen, it may fail. And if it fails, it doesn't mean you don't give up on it. You just may need to find the right person to work it out with, right? But the problem is with humans, we get so hurt and frustrated that we start telling ourselves, well, that means I'm supposed to just run around out here. I'm going to pick the thing that makes pleasure. But the thing is, the challenge is to do things in the right way. The challenge is to do things to try to continue to work at partnerships, to try to work at growing friendships, to try to work at growing uh, 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 relationships in a proper way. So that's all I have to say about with Nick Cannon. I hope I made myself clear today. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> but I found 
that interesting. I thought this crazy as Because I got tired of people saying that. Men aren't meant to be monogamous. Like, women are sitting around here like, you know, yeah, we're okay with it too. No, a lot of us aren't. <laughs> but we understand the maturity and the growth that comes out of practicing monogamy. Even if it doesn't work out with one partner, it could work out with someone else, the right person. The thing about relationships, relationships require growth. And relationships require people to uh, uh, find out what is good for them and what is bad for them. You might find the person for you right away and be able to uh, have a great, beautiful monogamous relationship and learn, okay? You, you may have some failures along the way, or you may, find, you may have some hit and misses. I mean, you know, Lord knows up in Hollywood. Look, Hollywood is proof of that. Nick Cannon's talking from a Hollywood perspective. That's because they got so many options. With things, you bring a lot of options, and options are it's an illusion. They're constantly living in the illusion of, of that this will always be for them. They'll always be famous. They'll always, you know, have women around them. But when you get 75 years old and shit, nobody, you know. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to fuck around with a lot of women if you got a whole lot of money, right? but you got to maintain them dollars, and you got to be maintain, making sure you're paying them. And I don't know, is that a good existence? Maybe for some people it is, you know? And if it is for you, okay, that works. It works for you. If you want to sit around and know these young, these young bitches are sleeping with you at 80 years old for your money and you feel good about it, okay? I mean, women are always after something, right? You know, in some sense. Not all the time. You know, you got to always, women, there is love there. Love is very important, but women do uh, require that you build and that you build successfully, okay? So I, I get it, okay? I get it. Very interesting, Nick Cannon, very interesting, all right? Okay, you guys, that was my last story. That was the one I wanted to get into. Listen, I am going to be back with a part two because I got some more stories to share with y'all. I don't know when I'm going to be back with a part two because every time I promise y'all, I end up, something ends up happening, and I end up getting really, really busy, and I don't do the part two. And then the next week, I'm trying to explain myself and sitting there like, cry out, just stop. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit what I hope to talk about. I want to talk about Rihanna talking about how her accountant left her for broke. That's a really good story because, you know, I see why Rihanna's playing the game of now she ain't made that album so fast because Rihanna's out here trying to sell some clothes and shit. Rihanna's out here trying to sell some lingerie because Rihanna realized, you know, her. I mean, she she said she bought a seven. They said she made bought a seven million dollar house and found out afterwards, partly afterwards, she was broke. That's why it, it. You gotta you gotta understand something about your own money and finances, especially when you're in that type of business and stuff like that. And you know. And in those businesses, they don't pay, you know, their, their taxes right, right out. The taxes don't come out. They check, they get the whole $20 million, and then they have to figure out the taxes later. <laughs> so it, it's real crazy. So I want to talk about that. We talk about future still out here having baby mama issues. The one, this woman that's giving him the most baby mama issues, though, he need to marry her because her ass got him. She gets him. <laughs> she been rubbing his ass like crazy, okay? And we can talk about Braxton's having low, uh, low uh, uh, family. Uh, they having low ratings on the Braxton's. Okay, the Braxton's been really having uh, low ratings. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about John Gray trying to explain himself about why he keeps cheating on his wife. Now, some people will say Nick would say that's because he ain't meant to be monogamous. I say that there's something else going on. 
are you with the person that you're supposed to be with? I mean, does she match you on a sexual level as well as a mental level and a spiritual level? You know what I'm saying? Because there are some when you sometimes people find that one and they like, I ain't listen here, I ain't I'm gonna make you try to work as hard as I can on this. There are some people it's I've seen it. I've seen dudes who I I I thought would never settle down. Women I thought would never settle down, but they find the right one and they meet meet them on all levels and they ain't messing around. They like I ain't trying to mess that up. But so it's a bit, so for me, I wonder if John Gray is out here. Is there some sort of something else going on underneath the surface? You know what I'm saying? And he's scared to confront it. I mean, doesn't mean he doesn't love her. He probably really loves her, but maybe there are certain things she can't meet. And, and, and that's not her fault because that's something within him that he needs. He might need something. Or he might be messed up from childhood or any kind of thing that causes him to not trust or not to give his whole heart to somebody. It might not even be her. It could be a number of things. I'm not, don't, let me, don't let me do that either, just blame females or blame men for the lack of sometimes people being faithful. Sometimes it's most of the time it's in the people. You know what I'm saying? So I I really, I, I just say, if you keep doing it, I mean, you know, you got to question yourself, dude. I mean, that's crazy, okay? And then we're going to talk about Kevin Hart's former friend, you know, that was got arrested. He was cleared of extortion, okay? Because he's saying he he never extorted Kevin Hart, okay? A lot of people think that was just made up for uh, to help Kevin Hart during that time because it was, you know, bad, you know, it was bad publicity on him. But uh, also, uh, we were talking about the mega, mega million march. Is that going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> They're like copied off of Farrakhan's march. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about money drying up for artists. I heard, uh, I saw something this week that Tyrese, uh, Tyrese that said, I think back in September, about how a lot of money is starting to dry up for artists, for singers and stuff like that. They, you know, they want to get back out into music, doing live and stuff because a lot of them, you know, they, that's how they make their money. So uh, we can talk about that, try to talk about that a little later on in the week when I do come back with a show, okay? But you guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, that you enjoy it. Make sure you go out and get some air. Enjoy yourself, okay? And uh, wait a minute, the music playing? Oh, I wasn't meant for the music playing yet. <laughs> okay, so make sure you enjoy yourself, get some air, uh, love on yourself this weekend. Remember, I told you, ladies, be bold, fellas. You can be bold too. Be bold, be be bold. Okay, be bold in what you got to do, what you got to say. All right. So shout out to y'all. Have a good one. I'll see y'all next week. Well, I'll see y'all during the week. Okay, maybe I'm not gonna say when. I'm not gonna say when. I'll just see y'all with part two later on, okay? So y'all know what part two is about. Just look for it on the Colorado Chapel Facebook page, okay? I'm out. We're going to go out with J-Hood and Art Kelly. I love this one. Yeah, I see it, Art Kelly. Y'all know I play Art Kelly. Hey, Art Kelly might be. I know Art Kelly's in jail. I know where Art Kelly. I know what he, what he allegedly done, okay? Okay, I know. Y'all been knowing it, too, since 1991. Like, what year was Aaliyah? 1993, 94, shit, y'all know what year it was, but I'm still gonna play this R. Kelly song with uh, Jennifer Hudson because I like it, damn it, okay? I'll be listening to all kind of wild people out these streets. <laughs> y'all still listen to Elvis, I'm still listen to R. Kelly. Then <laughs> you leave it all with It's Your World. I'm out. Y'all have a good weekend, okay? Bye. <laughs>
you have the world, baby. Right in the palms of your hands, oh, Just tell me what to do, oh. Make your life a better life for you. Everything your heart desires, baby. See, I am born to make it happen, baby. All you gotta do, mm, no, no. Just tell me that it's me you want. Nice things, shop is free. 